Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. everybody this is uh randall thor 19 the man with the million back again with another episode brand new friday edition of the xbox 2 podcast and as always i am joined by jez corden who got out scooped this week no i didn't yes you did you got out scooped no i didn't i didn't where's your article about the puck and the app huh i've already written it you got back out, in January. You got you got Go outscooped. You got outscooped, no, bro. No, I didn't. It's it's about what Go have you read done? It. It's about back what have you January. done for me lately? And Jeff Grubb and Tom Warren have done more for us lately than Jez Corden at Wendell but Central. By reiterating what I already reported. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anyways, what's what's tea. what's going on, buddy? Not much. Just sipping some tea, uh, thinking about how amazing my scoops are from back in January, mm. and uh, chilling, chilling. And uh, chilling some more. But uh, Rand, I think before we get into the show, I need to drop some sponsorship juice oh, right okay. into already? the mix. Already? With, with not even like two minutes into the show? We're yeah, going just, to uh, get it out of the way. To the manscaped Indeed, portion because of Rand. the podcast? Okay, okay. Yes. Hit us up. Tell us what's new. Tell us what's going on with Manscaped. Well, Rand, once again... This podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Get 20% off everything with our checkout code XP2. Razors, cologne, boxers. You better believe Manscaped. <laughs> you, know. Jesus. you better believe. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Oh, okay. I mean, you wrote this. <sighs> Were you laughing when you wrote this? <sighs> Hang on. Compose myself. You better believe Manscaped has everything you need to meet your testicular needs. I fucked that up. All of this and more can be yours for 20% off with our checkout code XB2. That's right. XB and the number two gets you 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Head to manscaped.com after the show. And once again, to Manscaped. 
for keeping our podcast smooth mm. and sweet scented. You don't have to wait to the end of the show. I mean, you could open up on our tab in Chrome <laughs> or Firefox, browse the website. You know, if if you bought something during the show, let us know in the chat. We'll shout you out, you know. Code yeah. XB2, you know. XB2 and Manscaped. Yeah, I pretty much spent all day writing that insert yeah. and didn't know the work. That's that's how that's how hard I take that's how how seriously I take our sponsorship obligations to our friends at manscaped dot com. Yeah. Well, you definitely <laughs> definitely was one of the better the better ad reads. Although I missed your um your American accent that you've been working on. So yeah. Oh well. Hey, what oh, happened? Well. I'm looking at chat right now, and you just got a J for Jez. Like you don't got any picture. What's going on? Um, I don't know. Just got a J for Jazz. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. That's you. That's YouTube being weird and shit. Anyways, here we are on a Friday once again. Was that back to back weeks? We're doing good. We're doing. Now I usually always leave this up to Jazz. Last night I was like, because you had told me your sleeping schedule is like ridiculous right now. So I was like, are you sure we can do the show on Friday? You're not going to be tired? Because we don't want tired Jez for show. And you're like, no, it's all good. So we're doing it. I'm like, all right, cool. Because I like doing the show on Fridays. And, uh, you know, we got some great information from Jeff Grubb and Tom Warren. uh, Not from Jess Gordon. (laughs) So, you know, some things to talk about. (sighs) You know, no, nobody remembers what you reported in January. I mean, that's ancient news. That's, That's like a year ago already. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Uh-huh. It's fine. Uh huh. It's fine. It's just really funny when people people are DMing me like, "Oh my god, did you see this news?" I'm like, "Bro, bro, I already reported this." But um, but yeah, it's funny. <clears throat> yeah, uh, there so... actually is some. There actually is some details that um I didn't know, like the the Samsung angle. That's interesting. Although I do have something to add to that Samsung Ooh. angle. We will t- we will talk about we'll that. We'll talk about it in, in a, a bit, bit, but. There's some super chats I want to get to before we start the show. So if you're just coming into the uh, the podcast chat room, make sure you say hi in the chat. There are a lot of lovely people out there like Pong, Soul, and Fuzzy Belvedere, Acid Flare, and uh, all the great people normally hanging out there in the Xbox 2 uh, chat. And we'll definitely strike up a conversation with you. Uh, I recently was on PM in the PM. Uh, it's a podcast that... Pong Soul hosts on Mav's channel, which is kind of similar to how this is Xbox 2 hosted by Randall Thor on Randall Thor's channel, but it's Jez's podcast in the eyes of most people. Um, And, uh, you know, I I, I may have said something on Pong's podcast that... uh, Randall Insider. No, 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 no. Look, I didn't think anybody was listening... You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, I'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, yeah, it's just it's just uh, I, all of a sudden I, I I started noticing I was being talked about again. People were writing articles about me and not you, and uh, <laughs> I almost threw up. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I, I don't I don't like it one bit. I really don't. But uh, if you guys can do us a huge favor, make sure you hit the like button. It'd be great to have like six hundred likes before the end of the show, and well over a thousand. You know, once the show kind of does its thing after a week, we'd appreciate it. And please share this out. Let other people know 
the Xbox Two podcast is indeed live on YouTube right now. And uh, as always, Jez will get this up on the regular podcast apps because I know there's a lot of people that listen to us uh, whenever they feel like it, um, you know, on Spotify and Google Play and iTunes. And if you would uh, do us a favor there, you could always leave a five-star review or a one-star review, you know, either way. Uh, tell the people what you think about the podcast that Jez and I put on. And that should be up probably sometime tomorrow. Uh, but first, we got Totally Not Retro saying clicks on watch, to text, to, blah, 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 testicular needs, and subscribes. <laughs> okay. DB Cooper says, I'll give you $2 to talk about Project Belfry. That's actually in the show notes, DB, because I oh. saw Jez says he, he would expound upon more information he's learned about the game. So it's actually going to be a topic. So you will have more information about Project Belfry. And to be fair, do I know this information, Jez? Because I'm not sure if I do. I think I might, but I don't, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll together. find out. Yes. Uh, we got Mad Mardigan saying free money. Thank you for your support, man. And Supernova in the chat saying, every time I listen to that intro, I imagine Rand wearing Cyclops sunglasses from X-Men. Hashtag Ranclops. Uh, <laughs> Ranclops, indeed. Um, we have another super chat from Flame. He says, it's a rainy day. I'm eating Chinese food and listening to the very good boys of the Xbox 2. Ooh, ooh. Couldn't think of a better way to start my weekend. And Infurious One saying, last generation Xbox One has superior implementation of VRR than PS5. Uh, now that's pathetic and embarrassing. Hmm. Yeah, I did see Digital Foundry's breakdown of um, PS5's VRR is not necessarily the greatest, but it's a welcome addition to the PS5, I suppose. Um, but I guess not as good as Xbox's. But, you know, Jazz, can I talk a little bit about here for a second, about what happened this morning? Uh, Sure. So, <laughs> if you want. Because it's, it's it's weird. It's it's weird, but it's also sort of kind of endearing in a way. Um, because now I know I mean, now, I, it. now I know who cares about me, right? Ah. Um. So I woke up at about uh, you know I normally wake up on like every every two to three hours or whatever when sleeping, and I wake up. I look at my phone, and I have like five missed calls. And I'm like, what's going on? So I look at the missed calls. I got a missed call from Cold Eastwood. Got a missed call from Luca, the Ashen one. I get a missed call from like Tim Dog. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And then I look at my my DMs on Twitter, and I got there's DMs from Gaz. There's DM from D Batch. There's DM from Jez. There's all these DMs, and I'm like, did I miss something? Because normally like my first thought was Xbox bought somebody and people are calling me or like telling me to wake up because you know, Xbox uh, bought Warner brothers or bought square Enix or something. Like it basically happened um, when they bought Activision. Like I woke up and suddenly I had like three missed phone calls and Lord Cognito's blowing up my phone trying to tell me all the news. Right. Uh, the geeky nurse says, "How do people sleep through call? I wish I could. Oh, I, I, uh, I might when I go to bed. Well, technically, every time I have my phone, I, I have it uh, silent. So, 
uh, it just like vibrates, but I sleep through that. I never, I, I never actually, I don't know about you, Jez, but with my phone, I always have it on silent. Yeah, I my actually, phone's always on silent. It's always on silent. <clears throat> so it never rings, and that's just the way I like it. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? And I see, uh, I see Tim left me a, a message, you know, like a, and I saw so I press play, and it's like, hey, Rand, just worried about you. Uh, heard you, someone said that you died, so I'm just checking in. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> what? Like, excuse me? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I DM Jez back. And then Jez was like, yeah, someone came to me and said he heard a rumor that you died. And I'm like, what is going on? So I call back Tim and Tim, Tim gives, you know, Tim, Tim calls me. He said, yeah, someone was basically spreading a rumor apparently about me that I had died. I don't know how (laughs) this person would know anything about me, but uh, it freaked out a lot of my friends to the point where they were actually calling my phone at seven, eight o'clock in the morning because, you know, they were worried. So it's like, it's kind of screwed up that somebody would uh, actually go to those lengths and spread a rumor that apparently I had passed or passed away. But then it, on the other hand, it's kind of endearing because you know who cares about you and like to wake up and see all those messages from people. Yeah. It, like kind of made my day, but like, Oh, look who cares about Rand. You know, these people thought <laughs> I may not have, you know, survived, but here they are worried about me. So yeah, that was interesting. Was, was that was interesting strange. to wake up to because you you were you were worried because people had come to you, right? Yeah, a bunch of people. Well, a couple of people came to me. Luca was kind enough to drop you drop you a line for me because if I if I called you off my phone, it would have cost me a load of money. So yeah. <laughs> Luca was Luca was doing it, and um, oh yeah, I also messaged Zolka as well because I know how, how tight you are with Zolka. So. Mm-hmm. And he's but, in chat uh, right thank, now. Thank, thank goodness. But uh, unfortunately, Rand uh, is still alive. You know, we don't talk to Zalker that much because he didn't like the Batman. So, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, what's so, that about? I don't know. He just Zalker just doesn't appreciate good movies. You know, that's that's kind of what <laughs> that's kind of what I've come to uh, come to realize. But anyways, yes. So uh, that was my morning today. So. You know, unfortunately, to the person who starts spreading, I, I didn't die. Uh, I'll die one day, you know, but hopefully that's far in the future. Uh, but it was definitely interesting because I'm not sure I've ever been a part of rumors and leaks. We talk about rumors and speculation and leaks on the show, but I've never been part of a rumor. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of weird. So Flame says, wait, so Rander, are you dead or not? I'm lost. Uh, well, this is this is a pre-recording, so yes, I've died, and I've recorded my yeah. portion of this podcast pre-recorded. So Jez's part is live. So Jez is actually talking to a pre-recorded Rand, and I'm interviewing Jez uh, from the past, if that makes sense. So, anyways, anyways, <laughs> thought that'd be interesting to talk about because I. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever had that situation happen, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. But uh, it was, it was very nice to see all my friends care. So that's, that's the one thing I'll, I'll take away from, from all that. Now, with that said, um, it's, I didn't bring back a segment we haven't talked about in a bit since the Elden Ring days. 
what we've been playing because I actually played a couple games this week, Jazz, for a change. Getting back into gaming a little bit. Damn. You know I mean? Haven't read. Ryan a, actually haven't, playing games. That's well. Ha- haven't read a book in like you know I'm not feeling the book right now, so like I'm not uh you know sometimes it's based around my moods. But I played some games today. Uh, one of them, which is a game that is currently on screen for your viewing pleasure, is Trek to Yomi, which just released uh, day one of Game Pass. Uh, Tell us about Trek. It's okay. It's okay. It's, okay. it's actually... My, maybe it's because my expectations for this were a little bit high, but it de- definitely didn't meet my expectations. And that's mostly what the, combat. Or? The combat. The gameplay is just too basic, really, to be enjoyable. It's more oh, just okay. That's a shame. The, what the game has going for it in spades is atmosphere. It looks like a samurai movie. Like the presentation is fantastic. You know, it's got the isometric camera. You know, the Resident Evil games have. So it's kind of switching up different viewpoints, and that's like the game part of the game I really like the most. Because uh, huh. it really presents the game in a really, really good light. Story's okay, nothing to really talk home about. But the combat is just I was because I was watching when we watched those videos, and I was like, okay, I was kind of like, man, hopefully it's like Sifu combat, like that'd be really cool. But it's really just, hey, press X to attack, and like you can press up and X or down and X to do like a, a different attack, and like Y for um, a heavy, and that's really it. And you can press A to reposition yourself to turn behind you. And mm. that's really it. There really isn't much to the combat. You press left There's bumper no to block. or anything? Well, there is. Left bumper to block. Uh, left bumper when you time it to when the their blade glistens to parry. But it's not satisfying in the least. Like, oh, killing people and parrying people is not satisfying. And... I could see it being a little bit difficult for people because you only have like five, you start out with like five health bars and you get hit once, you'll you'll take one away. And I think if you get hit by a heavy attack, it takes two away and it only saves, um, on, uh, like at shrines. So you'll come up to these shrines after usually almost every kind of hard encounter, uh, with enemies and it'll give you back all your health. And then that's where the save point is. So no. yeah, just, I don't know. Like I really, I really like the aesthetic of the game. I like the atmosphere of the game. I like how it looks, but the gameplay to me just kind of just drags it down from being something that, you know, would be great to something that is just kind of like, eh, it's okay. You know, it's just, it's, you know, it's like three hour, you know, venture you could go on but don't expect much from it um very much a sort of indie kind of game yeah 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 i guess i mean it's 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 interesting i mean i think if you like those sort of like old black and white samurai style kurosawa yeah like movies you might enjoy this one i just i just wish the gameplay was a little bit better it just there's also a part here where sometimes like where the camera since it's constantly switching, giving you different viewpoints. There's this part where I was on the bridge and the camera was pulled back far enough where I really couldn't see the enemy's attacks. I think I died like 15 times in a row. (laughs) I think I literally (laughs) died 15 times in a row because I couldn't, I I, I like couldn't, I couldn't parry it because I couldn't see it. 
you know, and that's strictly because of how pulled back the camera was in that instance. That so, would frustrate me. Yeah, but I mean, it's I one know. of those things where it's like, okay, you, you just brute force it and you get lucky and you move on. But I could, I could see yeah. some people having a difficulty with the game. There is enough like, hey, here's an easy setting, here's normal, here's hard, where you could put it on easy and probably blaze through the game. I'm playing it on normal. I haven't really found it too difficult. Um, but yeah, I, I think I was just expecting a little bit more. And the gameplay sort of... Gameplay sort of like kind of, you know, drags it down, you know. But we'll see what they do with their next game. Um, Danny Passion Official in the Super Chat says, Quick reminder, as gamers, we're used to dying. Uh, that is true. That is definitely true. That is true. Mad Mardigan says, Surely you're watching, you're starting to watch the Halo TV series soon. I'm really liking it. Um, actually, no, I haven't because I don't watch any TV show until it's finished. Man, I've heard such such a wild range of opinions about the TV show. Some people are like, just like, meh. Some people love it. Other people really hate it. Like the the way they've sort of altered Master Chief's personality from the games. Like I'm, I'm the the fact that the sort of diverse array of opinions about it has made me want to watch it even more, even as someone who doesn't really care about Halo. And I think it's it's uh, finally coming to the UK in June, so I guess I'll watch it then. But maybe we should watch it at the same time and then discuss it, like you know, and sort of make make it make it known that we'll probably be. Sp- doing spoilers and stuff um, yeah yeah i mean i, I could think, do a spoiler think, cast on, on it or something it's on episode seven so there's three episodes left i was gonna <clears> plan <throat> on watching it as soon as all 10 episodes were done because i am over watching shows week to week i just can't do it i i'm sorry like i made an exception to wheel of time uh and that's probably the only show i'll ever make an exception to uh Simply because of how much that show means to me, uh, but I will, uh, or that at least the source material means to me. But I will not. Everything else is like I need to wait. Like, you know, um, Moon Knight just finished. I'll probably end up watching Moon Knight at some point. But I'm not. I'm not one of those people that will watch stuff week to week. I think that. I, I so, thought. Um... I thought we got out of that whole habit when Netflix started the whole binge thing. Like, I just. I, I don't know. I just. I'm just done with that. You know, I think Netflix on. will ditch that. <clears throat> probably will. They probably will. Oh, so people are saying it's nine episodes. Okay, because it'll it, keep, it keeps people subscribed for longer if they have to wait a week. But um, I suppose you you're waiting for the the new Kardashian show on Disney Plus to be finished before you watch that too, right? Yeah. Well, currently, uh, yeah. currently, I am watching the last season, last episodes of Ozark on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They got three episodes left, so. Very interested I, uh, in seeing how it uh, closes out. As Ozark is is an absolutely amazing show. I um, I just I just don't watch TV really. I just I just I just get bored, man. I get bored so quickly and so easily. If it, if it's not like absolutely sort of hyper, constantly feeding me new stuff. If there's a, like anything that's even vaguely slow about it, I'll just stop watching it. The last TV show I really enjoyed was Squid Game because it was kind of relentless with its stuff. It never, it was never slow. Squid Game, I thought, and I just find it hard to watch anything. Like I tried watching Game of Thrones, and I was just like, "Man, this is so slow." Mm. And like, yeah, when when it was when it was like 
exciting. They it reached really high in those peaks, but man, it it just got so damn slow at times because I just got no attention span, no attention span whatsoever. Yeah, I know you're always just playing World of Warcraft. Like my our DMs were basically you just <laughs> talking about Warcraft and like oh god, Warcraft, <laughs> and I'm just like I don't care about war. I don't care about any of this shit. Leave me Why alone. Not? I don't. Eh, who cares? They already said it's not coming to Xbox. <laughs> I saw someone's article about that. It's like whatever. Lying. And on an Xbox, I don't care. You know, fine. Leave it on PC, where it yeah. belongs with all the weirdos, like Jess. <laughs> Man, I play Overwatch too. I I've basically only played Blizzard games the last like few weeks. Mm. I've been playing Overwatch, been playing Hearthstone. I got got really into Hearthstone, man. Like I never I never thought I'd get into a mobile game. But like every every night before I go to bed, I jump on Hearthstone, I smash out a couple of games, you know, grinding my battle pass, getting my cards, opening my packs. You know? I love that shit. Hearthstone, mm-hmm. baby. And it's gonna be Microsoft one of Microsoft's biggest games if they land this if they land this deal. Oh man, how how weird is this Hearthstone being one of Microsoft's biggest games? Yeah, well, although yeah. Solitaire is one of their biggest games already, so it's not like they're any any stranger to card games, I guess. Oh man, but I yeah, also I um, I also played another game to completion this week, Jez, and it completely surprised me in every way because I didn't know what to expect, and that was the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. That's the game you told me to that play. That was the game I was trying to get you to play. I was I was begging you to play it. Because I you wanted were. I wanted to get your opinion on it, but you made up some lie about how you gave it away during our chat last week. No, it wasn't a lie. You made up I some lie. I swear down. Nah, nah. So someone in chat must have noticed that I gave away a code last week. You did give away and a it, Bug Snacks code, but now you're saying it's a nah, that was even, that was ages code. ago. I don't know. That I was get, last week. That's when well, it came out. Bug Snacks came out last week. Maybe did maybe I use the code then. I don't know. I the code is gone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had a code for it and it's gone. I think I gave it away, but now I can't play it. Sorry, Rand. So do, <laughs> do, do you know anything about the Stanley Parable? I know it's about a guy called Stanley, and it's a parable. Mm. That's it. I so, don't know anything else. The original game came out in 2013, PC only, and you know. I don't play anything on PC. In fact, the only two things I've ever played on PC, well, obviously, when I was younger, you know, I'd play Doom and Wolfenstein and Descent and, you know, Oregon Trail and stuff. But, like, ever since I got into consoles, essentially, well, you know, when you're younger, you get a PC, you play some of those games. But then consoles, like, you know, when you got a PlayStation and Xbox and stuff, there's no need for PC. Uh, so I haven't played anything on PC except for Among Us when my friends were like dragging me by my like, you know, they're like, we're all playing Among Us. You have to play Among Us. And it's like, okay, so played Among Us on PC. And then I think I downloaded the Hyperscape beta because my buddies Magic and Gopher were like, you got to play, got to play this new BR, man. It's Hyperscape. Just play it. And I'm like, all right. So I downloaded, you can only play it on PC. So that's it. Play two things on my PC. Not a PC guy. You know, in fact, uh, I think last week I talked about how I was playing and enjoyed one day of uh, Vampire Blood Hunt. 
And then suddenly all my friends were like, oh, we're playing on PC. And I'm like, well, what about me? I'm on the PlayStation 5. And even though they say that game is cross-play uh, between PS5 and PC, they're talking about the games. You can't have cross-play lobbies. So a PC player can't invite a PlayStation 5 player to play together. So they're all playing on PC. I'm on PS5, and I'm like, well, I'm not playing on PC. And then so, yeah, so I played I played one day of, of Vampire whatever the hell it is, and I never get to play it again because all my friends ditched me to play it on PC. So... <laughs> and and they lied about crossplay on that. I don't know. Like, what, what good is crossplay if you can't invite your friends to play with you? Like, is that really yeah, a it's... feature? It's like, oh, so I can play yes. against PC people when I actually play a game, but I can't invite people from the other platform to play with. Like, what? That's stupid. It completely defeats the point. Like, yeah. you get not you get none of the benefits. The the only benefit of crossplay really is that you can play with your friends. And if you can't play with your friends, then all it what's does is point? create unbalanced matches. Yeah, what's the point, right? Yeah. Anyways. Um, Weird shit, bro. So, I played up to Stanley Parable. And I had no idea what to expect. And, oh my god, I loved it so much, Jez. You know, there's a lot of games out there that claim to be funny. That really aren't. Uh, this mean like Borderlands. <laughs> yeah, like Borderlands. Um, <sighs> Borderlands is so cringe. But yeah, continue. I, I can, the amount of times I had a smile on my face while playing through this game and was like laughing out loud. Uh, it's just, and it's not, there's not really, there, it's, there really isn't even a game. It's just like, <laughs> it's because I told I told you what it was and you're like, oh, it's one of your walking sims, but it's even less than that. It's just like, it's, you just walk. Kind of walk. It's well, a standing stick. It's standing kind of just, stick. it's kind of just like one of those things where, uh, you you follow one path and you get one ending and then like, but you see these other paths you can go. So you follow those and each one of those others paths has other endings. And there's this British narrator that talks to you. Like it's really difficult to explain how absurdly brilliant this game is. And that's why I've oh. never tried so hard to um, get someone. Oh, Hey Obi, how's it going brother? I've never tried. I'm I, like with you. It's just kind of like, oh, you know, Jez might play this game. Like, I want you to play this game so badly, just to see what I'm talking about, because I think you would like it. Even, even if, even if you wouldn't necessarily like, oh, this is stupid because I'm not killing anybody or whatever. But I'm telling you, like the situations and the dialogue and like what the game's actually about, I think would, I think you would you would love it. So. Yeah, like, if we're talking, like, my favorite games I played this year, okay, Elden Ring, number one, Sifu, number two, boom, three, Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. I, I, I had no expectations, and it completely blew it away. Like, uh, Unknown Logic says, Stanley Parable is like Portal without the portal. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's actually... Portal without the portal, that sold, that sold me. That's that's pretty much exactly what it is, kind <laughs> of, yeah. Because Portal is great. Um I, the the writing in Portal is like really really good, so I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll check it out. Like you, everyone like everyone in chat saying it's good, and you were saying it's good, and but maybe I can I can pry myself away from Warcraft for five minutes. Yeah, How should. long is it? How long I mean, is like it? I said, I told you if you just did everything the narrator told you to do the first time, it's like six minutes. 
fact, there's an achievement for speed running. Six minutes. There's an achievement for sp- to get one of the endings. There's like an achievement, right. like achievement for speed running one of the endings or the ending in four minutes and twelve seconds. But there are, God, I think because I, I went through and I basically got all the endings and I got all the new endings because they added new content. So like, I think I played the game for six hours doing all the different various paths to find out all the different various things that happen. Uh, but you could probably get a, a good chunk of what the game's about in probably like two hours because there, are, there is some story stuff, but yeah. But anyways, that's what I've been playing. Stanley Parable, absolutely amazing. It's $25 on Xbox, PlayStation, pretty much everywhere. And it's funny because there's this part where they talk about Steam in the game, Jez, but they don't call right. it Steam. They call it pressurized Steam pressurized gas <laughs> so i'm not sh- so the funny thing is if you play it on steam it's they call it steam but if you play it on xbox they call it pressurized gas and i wonder if that's because they're not allowed to say steam on xbox that's so you know strange. what i mean it's so so funny that's so typically funny do you think do you think it's because they're not allowed to say uh steam because there's this part where it's like, oh, yeah, this maybe. is available at the Steam, the online gaming platform, you know, distribution, whatever. But in, in the Xbox version, it's like, oh, this is pressurized gas. The online, you know, PC, it's just like, is there a rule that they can't say Steam? But it's like, but all of Xbox's games are on Steam. It's not like it's PlayStation. Hmm. I just thought, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a weird joke or quirk. About, that the game has because you, you never know with it but I, I did find that oddly amusing oh we, <laughs> I don't even want to spoil it but anyways uh, Onyx says what team you excited then you can't talk about hmm I'm not really sure what to make of the super chat what team you excited that you can't talk about team huh? team oh yeah. you mean like Xbox team maybe Xbox is that what you mean what team I don't know I'm not sure I'm not sure what that what team are you excited that you can't talk about? Does he mean what? I think he means like what Xbox studio are we most excited about? Oh, 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 oh. For, for okay. stuff that we know about that maybe isn't public? Well, maybe. I mean. <laughs> if I had to guess, maybe okay, that's we'll what go, we'll go, we'll go with that interpretation of, of, what, of, of what he says. So what team... I'm just gonna go with the game I'm looking forward to the most, and that's that's Hellblade Two, from Ninja Theory. Um, that's the game from Xbox Studio that uh, I just cannot wait to learn more about. As for like something you can't talk about or what I know you can't talk about, I mean, uh, I mean IO, Inter- I mean I love IO Interactive, Project Dragon, but. I don't know if that game's going to be up my alley, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I don't uh, know. What about you? you? You're the one who knows knows all this stuff. I mean, it does seem... Well, I, I know what it is. It's the Blizzard survival game. That's probably what it is. Yeah, maybe. I mean, um, I've actually talked about this yet. I don't know. Have you? I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about it, but the well, well, that that answers the question really. I am, even though it's not really Microsoft's game yet, 
I think I've kind of I kind of teased it on Twitter before. I said that I'm like excited for future of Blizzard and and things they're doing, and I have learned a few things about Blizzard's survival game that they they actually they announced it, but they didn't really share any details or anything like that. I know the project name now, and I know some of the details about the game and how it plays, and that has since become one of my most anticipated games. Like it sounds really really interesting, and it sounds like quite up my alley. I'm a big fan of Minecraft and I really like Grounded and I like those kind of games, you know. I play Valheim if it was on Xbox. Um but you know, I don't I generally don't PC game. I literally use my PC for World of Warcraft and that's <laughs> that's it. If uh, Valheim was on Xbox, I'd probably play that too, but but yeah, Blizzard Blizzard's team that's working on the survival game. That's um that's what I'm really interested in at the moment. But uh but yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. Stoic, Stoic's game is quite interesting, and I think I teased that on Twitter. You mentioned that we probably talk about it a little bit in a. In well, a while. go ahead. Why don't you? Uh, well, let Should me let me get a couple now? of these. Let me let me just get a couple of these super chats, and then you can drop this info about Project Stoic from Belfry, Belfry. or is it Project Belfry? Belfry? Yeah. What's Project Stoic? Uh, nothing. Oh, is Stoic is the one making the game, right? Stoics making okay, it. yeah. These these words and these projects <laughs> they just yeah. they just confuse me because there's just so many of them. There's a there is a lot. Of um, Dylan says people don't hate it because of Master Chief. Yeah, he takes his helmet off too much in this stupid Quan arc that is forced by woke feminists. Hey. So I have no idea because I haven't watched the show. Uh, Silly Mikey with a very very generous super chat. Thank you. He goes, I want to give you this because you're the best podcast out there and you deserve it. Keep it up. Well, thank you very much, Silly Mikey. It was greatly appreciated. Thank you for tuning in and uh, checking out the show. Uh, Jacquin, my buddy, says, Gents, what in your opinion is the check... What in your opinion is the checkmate move Xbox could make that would clench not only this gen, but gens to come? Mm. Dropping the pie wall. Ooh, drop in that paywall. That's like the simple narratives work really well in marketing. And if you combine a simple narrative with high value, you basically have like a load of free marketing. And that's what Sony did in in 2013 when they did that little video of how to share games on PlayStation. They created this very, very simple narrative that everyone could understand. And it was basically like, this is this is the console where there'll still be a used game mark, games market. Even though Xbox was going to still allow used games, they made it all confusing, and Sony cut through all that with a very simple narrative, and it worked really really well. And you know the marketing was obviously there. Now, if Microsoft did something similar, but it was just like now you can play on Xbox without having to pay for Xbox Live Gold, and this is something that you know me and me and Rand both have thought for a while that something that Microsoft might look at doing. Um, you know, that would really, really give Microsoft a very powerful, high-value differentiator where people could be like, oh, well, this saves me money, and also it's very, very pro-consumer, and also it's like, can Sony actually compete with this? You know, so I think that's um, that's one way Microsoft can totally change the game. And that's something that I think that we'll look at doing eventually once it makes sense from a you know, a cash flow perspective. Because if they dropped it right now, they'd just be losing a load of cash flow for no reason against the competition. But I think there is a point in the future where Xbox Game Pass is big enough 
to offset what they would potentially lose. And also they'd probably need to be in a position where they can meet demand on console manufacturing and stuff like that. So it might not make sense to do it today, but I think there is a, there is a, there is a, an aligning of scenarios where it would eventually make sense. But, but yeah, that's what I think. Mm. You know, it's interesting because, you know, if, if Jacqueline had said that before they bought Bethesda, a lot of people would say Bethesda, a hell, a lot of people would say act Q. Oh my God. Imagine getting call of duty exclusive. Oh my God. That would destroy PlayStation. Right. Yeah. And they did. I mean, they did buy Activision, uh, you know, but Xbox is more than likely going to keep it multi-platform. Um, I don't. I think we're at the point where I don't know if there's like a checkmate move, so to speak, uh, where they would dominate all gens and gens to come. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think expounding on what you said about removing a multiplayer paywall, because right now it's just it's something that is just. You want to play multiplayer games, you got to pay $60 a year, or you got to be in Game Pass Ultimate, PlayStation Plus Essential. And that would be a big differentiation point or a big separation point between the two consoles. Like, yeah, you got your exclusive games from your exclusive studios, right? But on one platform, multiplayer is free, and then the other platform. You got to pay for it. Not only you got to pay for multiplayer, but then you would also have to play for cloud saves, right? So, because like I don't know, I don't know how many more like publishers are going to sway things when PlayStation has all these great studios and Xbox has all these great studios, right? Like thirty now with the Activision thing, where it's like if you just add, you know, uh, you know, like a square, does it really matter that much? If you add a Warner Brothers, does it matter that much? Or does it tip the scales of the balance significantly that Bethesda and Activision didn't already, right? But yeah, I, I think if you could get it down to simplistic terms and it's like on one platform, you got to pay and the other platform, you don't. You yeah. could build something around that. Um, and I, I think, you know, especially if Call of Duty was on Game Pass Day 1 and it was your franchise and you got all these other f- multiplayer games, like, that could be a significant um, significant reason uh, for people to choose one platform over the other. I mean, you're talking about $60 a year, you know, for the whole generation is what? That's a whole last game. I mean, it's like 500 bucks. That's a whole console. It's a... I remember that's exactly what PlayStation 3 developers were saying about the Xbox 360. Because remember, PS3 had free online. And they were like, I don't know why anybody does this. If you get Xbox 360 and you got to pay, you're paying basically the cost of the console, the whole gen. On PlayStation, it's free, right? But, you know, at the time, PlayStation was in a rough spot because they were so expensive and they didn't have any games for a while. So they were trying to like talk up every, anything and everything that maybe separated them from Xbox in a way. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you're right. Being like, hey, multiplayer is just free on Xbox, regardless. I think would go a long way and separate themselves uh, with a clear line versus them versus PlayStation and even Nintendo. 
So I think you still need to pay what twenty bucks on, uh, a year for Nintendo Online, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's pretty cheap, but yeah, there is still a paywall for Nintendo Online. Yeah, and it pretty it's a good it's a good job. It's cheap because it's pretty awful. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess some people, some a lot of people would say you get what you pay for, Jazz. Yeah, that's true. Uh, cool dude, super noob says, "Does Freedom Fighters IOI Interactive deserve a AAA remaster?" Um, my buddy, my buddy Gopher would probably say yes. Um, but anyways, I saw somebody in the chat. Let me see if I can find it. That says, "Yes, Jason." He says, "Why is Jez Twitter verified and Randall Thor isn't?" Forgot to mention <laughs> that today. I totally forgot about that. Congratulations for being verified on Twitter, buddy. Yeah, verified. Wild. Now, now you're I'm now you're with all the, the blue years. check marks uh, out there, and now you're looking down yeah. upon all of us peasants. <laughs> Do you feel yeah, I'm, better? I'm, I'm still waiting for my uh, my pass to the ivory tower. It hasn't hasn't got it yet, but but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It is funny how how much more you get noticed by mm. other check marks because when you're verified on Twitter, you get like an extra filter where you can just filter out replies and interactions from other check marked people. And I've like, when I, when I've been like shit posting and stuff, I've got like random people I've never interacted with thinking I'm serious, you know? So it's, it's like, Oh God, can I, can I no longer shit post now I'm verified? Can I no longer just tweet random pictures of baked beans anymore? You know, but no, I'm not going to change. Being verified doesn't really matter at all. But it's uh, it was interesting to for that to have happened randomly out of the blue. Considering I have applied for it before and been denied like three times, and then all of a sudden I got verified uh, out of the blue. So yeah, Hawkshot says I don't need to be verified on Twitter. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, I know. Nobody does. 10K says it's because I'm a fraud. Like I don't need to be verified on Twitter. I don't tweet anything on Twitter. Why would I need to be verified? But it's just oh, it's just man. another example of the haves and the have-nots of the Xbox 2 podcast. You got <laughs> Jess Corden, articles being written, verified on Twitter, the check mark. And you got Randall Nobody on the You know what side. I think it was? You know what I think it was? Uh, ironically, after like everything, like even though I, I leaked like I leaked the Xbox Series S price and the Series X specs all 100% accurate down to the clock speed. We leaked all that stuff completely accurately until it was like, nah, that, that's not that's not enough. You know what I think it was in the end that got me verified? What was it, Manscaped? No. It was a leak about the Warcraft mobile game. Mm. Because I, I, I tweeted... Um, I tweeted that the, the Warcraft Pokemon Go game had been cancelled. And then Jason Schreier, who unblocked re- you, yeah, he he quote tweeted it, and then the next day I was verified. Mm. So I think so. Someone someone saw his quote tweet from Twitter and was like, "Oh, that guy's legit," because because uh, this other legit guy said he was legit. So let's verify. Him. I don't know, but it, it did seem like an odd coincidence that it happened right after that. So, um, yeah, I'm not complaining. But yeah, well, I mean. So like, the, like, the moral like, of the story is round. Start leaking stuff about mobile phone games and maybe you'll get mm-hmm. verified too. Obi says, checkmark people only reply to checkmark people. Sucks. Yeah, You're not going to change on us, right? You're not going to become no. like... It's just a tick. I'm not going to change. I reply to as many people as some possible. People, but... Some people say, uh, you know, when they got that checkmark, they saw their friends change, bro. Really? Yeah, 
Yeah. Why? They think uh, they're man. special and their shit don't it's stink. It's so dumb. And it, not only that, is Elon Musk's going to get rid of it anyway. Like yeah, in a, probably. In a few months, or so. he's going to let anybody become verified by paying, you know, $10 or something. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's so uh, some other websites do it. That's sort of like you pay you pay a little fee and it like prove to prove that you're a human being because like no nobody who's trolling would pay ten dollars to troll or whatever or five dollars. I think it was actually somethingawful.com that started that. Like you have to pay like five dollars to use the forum, and just because of that one upfront cost, one off cost, has like no trolls or spam or you know or you know fake people or anything like that because no one wants to pay money to to do that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know. But no, I, I reply to as many people as I can on Twitter. But something I've noticed recently is that Twitter doesn't actually show everyone who replies and mentions. Like, sometimes I have to, like, look through a thread to get all the replies and stuff. So if it ever seems, if, if anyone, like, me- messages me or mentions me and I, it, and I don't reply, the chances are it's, it's probably just because it's not come up in my feed. And um, the only way I can see some of the replies is actually to look through the thread. I don't know. Hmm. It's, it, Twitter's weird like that. Yeah. I think they're just cutting corners on server costs or something, but whatever. Uh, Gamer by Choice in the Super Chat says, uh, Reason Xbox does not go for knockout punches with PlayStation, and Sony cannot back PlayStation like Microsoft can. Sony stock drop with announcement of ABK purchase. Xbox needs competition or regulators will be on them. Jeremy G says, I'd pay $2 to troll. So, yeah. he paid two dollars to troll yeah anyways oh, that's, uh, that's but off topic because you were going to talk about because I, I saw some people over at uh, the reset air forums who listen to the podcast and who actually have nice things to say about us so uh, i know me nice. and you don't necessarily think fondly of reset era as a forum but the people over at the xbox official thread are really nice people and um yeah, every, awesome time, every time, every time, every time I go in that thread to peruse, they actually have nice things to say about our podcast. So, uh, I appreciate everybody over at the Xbox official thread, uh, over at Reset Era. This very nice people. Uh, Reset Era in 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 general, not really a fan of. Uh, but that thread where the real Xbox fans congregate to talk about stuff, some cool people there. But um, sure. a lot of them wanted to know about the extra info you you have about uh. But Project Belfry, so let them know, Jez. Yeah, so Project Belfry is uh, what we expect. Um, uh, I think, was it was it me who posted it first, or was it Jeff Grubb? I lose track. But I think Jeff Grubb knew about it as well, and I can't, I can't remember which one of us talked about it first. But it's basically from Stoic, um, and they made the Banner Saga, which is like a RPG sort of turn-based tactical sort of game. Um, so with a very very cool art style, and uh, you know those there, there were three Banner Saga games, and they were quite popular. And um, I heard that Microsoft was working with them on a game, and like since hearing that, I've sort of gradually peeled back some layers of information here and there about what the game is and what it could be. I think it was Jeff Grubb who said who had the details that the Belfry and the project names actually relates to the gameplay in some way. Like you, you have like a base that's like a Belfry tower and you, you can grow it and stuff like that. Well, I've recently found out that like, cause I was expecting, cause given the size of, uh, you know, 
uh, Banner Saga. You know, it's it's an indie game. They're an indie studio, a relatively small team. It's not like the biggest studio in the world. But um, I've recently sort of, I was ex- basically I was expecting Project Belfry to be a very small game, a sort of like a uh, sort of maybe I don't want to say filler, but a sort of a sort of game that they're putting to Game Pass for one month to to be like the headline game of the month when they don't have a big AAA sort of game but i don't want to overhype it by any means because they're still a very small team so you know take that they're obviously not like hundreds of people working on this game however i have found out recently that the game does have a cloud component and it has multiplayer and cloud servers and also some kind of social hub like destiny and kind of kind of stuff where players can gather together and and that kind of thing I have no idea how multiplayer functions in that game. And there is, I suppose, there's an outside chance that if they have, were planning multiplayer, that at some point maybe it got cancelled or something like that. But I don't think so. I think like this is going to have a cloud component and that it is going to have a social hub and that there is going to be some kind of multiplayer aspect of the game as well. Like Whether it's co-op or whether it's competitive, I don't know for sure. But it does sound like, the more I learn about Project Belfry, that it's more than I was expecting it to be. So, you know, I'm intrigued by what that could possibly mean and, um, you know, how far it's going to go. Like, is is it going to be one of these cloud-native kind of games that sort of um, sort of try and imagine what, what it means to be a cloud-first game? Is it going to be like, is it going to have like these kind of, you know, like Minecraft Dungeons, how it has like a special UI for playing on your phone and gameplay that sort of accounts for the fact that there might be latency sometimes. Like Minecraft Dungeons, I'm just sort of really interested about where they're going to take it. And, you know, I suppose there's a pretty decent chance we'll see it at E3. I would hope so, because it does seem like it's fairly far along at this point. And it's been in development for quite a while, like a few years now. So what do you, what do you, what 2019, do you, I think it was in development. So but, you think in uh, tw- uh, a potential release this year, or are you more going to say 2023 release? Well, uh, presuming that it started development in 2019, I mean, and this is a smaller team, and maybe the feature set expanded, and also we had COVID in, in the middle, so maybe that frustrated development as well. I want to say that it could be released this year because of how, how long in development it's been. But at the same time, you can never be certain because you know you don't don't know exactly how how quick development's been going on, and there's COVID, and you don't know like how many sort of features they're going to be trying to put into the game or how big the game is. Sort of operating on sort of half half the amount of information that you would need to make a call on that. But I want to believe that it could be one of the games that they announce for this year. Maybe it comes out like. I don't know. It'd be like, sounds like it might be a good early summer game, kind of like, you know, your recore or something like that. And then leading into like some of the, the heavier hitters later on. But I'm really intrigued by it. And I think they're a good studio. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll see them part of Xbox Game Studios as well if uh, this game does well. But it does sound like this is, this is a game they're sort of exploring to be like a sort of cloud, cloudy kind of title but yeah we'll have to mm. wait and see and you and you described it as sort of like princess mononoke art style crass castle crashers game right sort of, uh, of... I, think, I think it was jeff jeff grubb who's, who compared it to castle crashes maybe um because uh, i honestly don't know exactly how it plays or but um i think a lot of that information came from jeff 
but I think, yeah, like uh, people seem to be thinking of it like as a sort of Castle Crashers-esque game, but taken to the next level where like Castle Crashers didn't have cloud servers, for example, and it didn't have a social hub. And um, also, ca- also Castle Crashers didn't really have like a base building sort of system. So like, it, it sounds like, it almost sounds like, imagine if Castle Crashers was still a thing and they were trying to take it to the next level. Maybe that's the way Project Belfry is. I don't know. A lot of this is speculation, but yeah, I'm I'm really intrigued by the game now. Like so, yeah, that's Belfry. Hmm. That is Belfry. And well, I hope every everybody is satiated with that news. Maybe we'll see more of it at uh, the Slumber Showcase. Um, I hope so. Later this that year, really, really maybe cool. it releases this year. Maybe it uh, comes out next year. But uh, yeah, uh, Killers the Ace in the super chat says. I think my first super chat disappeared. Um, it might have. I, I haven't seen it. What do you guys think of Halo Infinite Season Two? It still feels bare bones. Where is Firefight? Three four three screwed up. Um, so uh, talk about Halo Infinite Season Two. There's been a lot of chatter online about it. Um, some of the some of the high level skill level people are upset because they got rid of like map jumps and stuff and things that people use like slide jumps or whatever. Uh, there was there's a problem with the assault with the battle rifle apparently jamming every third shot. I guess for some people depending on some of the games. Um, I haven't played it yet. I think I'm gonna try it out uh this week and because i wanted to check out uh last spartan standing i've watched a couple of videos of it and uh it looks interesting but yeah like definitely not battle royale in any shape or form uh there definitely i keep on seeing like dustin the gary trying to die on the hill that the game's like mini battle royale or whatever which i think is funny well people uh, call it battle royale light yeah it's not battle royale at all why, why not? It's not. What What makes it not Battle Royale? I mean, it's just basically Survivor. With, it's, it's just gun game Survivor. It's like you got five lives, you kill people, you get a better gun, and you just go and do a lot of respawns. That's it. It shrinks, at the, the it, shrink? it shrinks at the very end when there's like three people left. There you go. Like, it's Battle Royale. Shrinking but, but map, the, the, maybe. the map shrinks, but in Battle Royale, it's shrinking all the time. It doesn't wait till there's two people left till the map starts shrinking. Mm. Say, so, like... A lot of the reasons why people say it's not Battle Royale, those those are going to be features in Tatanka, from what I've heard. Like, for example, Tatanka has respawn tickets, so I've heard. And it also, like, um, I don't think it drops... Players don't drop loot when they die, I think. The way that works is you kill player, you get points, and then you can spawn weapons at the forward operating base that you've captured from, from enemy NPCs or something. I don't know. But, um... I don't know. Maybe, maybe like people are going to be like, "Oh, this isn't real battle royale, whatever." Like, oh man, I don't. Why is battle royale such a big deal? What is so good about it? Like, I've uh, I've played I've played PUBG and and stuff like that, and I just always think, man, I just rather play. I, don't know. I mean, Overwatch. I, 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 well, Overwatch was very popular in 2016. It still sort yeah. of is very popular, but I mean. People play. How many times do I gotta say it? Like the the most played games on Xbox and the most played games, presumably on PlayStation as well, are probably the three same games: Warzone, Fortnite, and Apex Legends. I mean, 
for whatever reason, it's capsule captured people's imaginations and that's what they want. I, I don't know. Like Halo is, you know, the, the gameplay that Halo has is older. Right. And, you know, I, I, I've sort of said that, you know, you already know if you like Halo, I mean, <laughs> Halo and how it plays, isn't, isn't, <laughs> it isn't like a new concept. It's, it's been around since 2001. Like, you know, by now, if you like Halo, you know, so I think bad. I think the thing with battle Royale was just like, it's new, it's fresh, it's exciting. Each thing plays out differently than the next. No two games play out the same. You know, it's, there's, there's something about the idea of dropping in with the pistol and then, uh, killing somebody while almost dying and then looting up, right? Like the RPG aspect of, okay, let me get this common gun. Let me get this better blue gun, this better gun with better sights and more armor, right? Where you go through that whole cycle of basically you, you, you're, you're nothing. And then you're, 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 you know, you're, you're stacked to the gills, but even stacked like to a the mobile. gills. Yeah. But <clears throat> even when you're stacked to the gills, that run can end for you in an instant. Right, oh, so man. it's just I don't know, like people, especially me, I I love it. I I find it very exciting and just way more interesting to play than your standard just regular bog team deathmatch. Like it just seems to me that regular modes now are just sort of just stale. They're like they're like the missionary position. You know what I mean? You get the job done, but like you know, after some, after a while, you just want something else, right? You want some, you want something yeah. new, some spicy, some, some, some new, you know. And that's kind of what I see it as, like big team battle and Halo. You know, they're just the old missionary positions. You right? People want yeah. people want new, fresh hotness. So yeah. you know, you can you can spice up the missionary position with the code XB two on Manscaped.com. Yeah, that's indeed you can. Indeed you can. <laughs> um, so I don't really have any thoughts on Halo season two. I guess I, I mean I've said before I probably won't really delve in significantly until the battle royale mode comes out if it does come out at all. Jazz Cord's usually right when he talks about this stuff, right? So. I have faith in jazz. The question will be, will it be this year or next year? I don't know. Um, so, I, I mean, I see a lot of chatter online about whether or not the season's good. And it's just one of the things, one of the things that sucks is like, man, six months. Like I was talking to Cognito last night on the phone and he, he played it for two months and he basically was just like, this ain't it. He played it for like two hours, turned it off. And he's like, yeah, I'll see you in six months. He's like, this ain't it. Wow. <laughs> You know, like there's nothing here that's going to get me to keep on playing for an extended period of time. Like the battle pass isn't, you know, going to do it or whatever. And he's just done. So, of course, he's got Destiny 2 to play, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, um, I hope everybody's enjoying the show. And if you are, do us a big favor. Make sure you hit that like button. Let's see if we can get it to like 600 before the end of the show. Um. Uh, Jacqueline in the super chat again says, "Gentlemen, is the passing on Crystal and Idos inter- and is the passing on Crystal and Idos indicative of the lack of purchases Xbox will make in regards to the recent WB rumors?" Um. Mm. So, do you want to talk about this? You might as well, right? Someone brought it sure, up in the let's chat. Go. Let's let's, let's uh, talk about. Let's, you know, I kind of want to look at chat and see what people say about the missionary. There's some people laughing about it. 
So yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. What, what sex position is Battle Royale then? I, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's oh, exciting uh, to maybe, some, some maybe, people. Maybe chat. Maybe chat can can let us know. <laughs> Well, Nistra uh, in the super chat says, since we're talking about Halo, he says, any more news on Tatanka? And that's to you, Jazz. So, uh, do you have I any, got any, any... any more news no. on it? Nothing new. Nothing new. Um, if you want want hey, uh, Tatanka information, is it Seraja8 on Twitter? Seems to be pretty clued in about what the game's going to be. Uh, in fact, a lot of my information came from him, to be, to be perfectly honest. Um, and uh, he's he seems to be in the know about the features of of uh, Tatanka and stuff like that. Um, so uh, yeah, definitely follow him on Twitter. But um, we'll see. We'll see if I can get some dig up some more stuff in the near and long term future. But nothing new at the moment. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about. I guess maybe the big news, the shocking news at least, in many different ways. Uh, Embracer buying Square Enix Western Division. They got Crystal Dynamics. They got Eidos Montreal. They got uh, another studio, I think Square Enix Montreal. And they picked up the Tomb Raider IP, the Deus Ex IP, Legacy of Kane IP, and I think like 50, 50 back catalog games. I see some people saying like reporting like 50 IPs or whatever, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't 50 other IPs. It was just like 50 back catalog games. Um, yeah. I think it's it's going to be it's going to be like some of those older games like the older Tomb Raider games and yeah. You know, maybe like some of Idos Idos's old old games like uh I don't know Deus Ex Human Rev and I think Legacy of Kane was mentioned too as a as an IP that, you know, Embracer wants to look at retooling but but yeah, that's uh that is I think it wasn't a shock that this happened to me. No. With Square Enix, Square Enix has been throwing the Western division under a bus for like forever. What was shocking is that it wasn't Microsoft. Ooh. I think. Mm. Yeah, because, because we knew the same for ages that we expect Microsoft to buy Crystal Dynamics. And there well, must have been in talks about it. There must have been. That 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 so that was the thing, right? Is that when Crystal Dynamics was announced as co-developers of Perfect Dark, I think we came on that podcast and I laid out a prediction that a lot of people were like, oh, Rand prediction must be true. Like, stop it. Though it's a meme, sure, it's funny, but like, how would I know, right? Um, my thought process was, and as I explained in that show, clearly Square Enix wanted out of their Western studios. You're not yes. going to be okay with Crystal Dynamics working on Perfect Dark. Like, that just said to me that they, they were all out. They were all out on those studios. They had nothing for them to do. And it was like, okay, Xbox is going to pay for their pay, pay them to make this game fine. It lets us not have to do anything with them. Like, we are completely 100% out on these studios. Uh, basically, because they don't make any money. Uh, as it was reported that like what they lost two hundred million dollars on the Marvel deal, right? Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and Marvel Avengers. Yeah. Uh, and my Changing thought process was very much like Jez's. Okay, well they're working on Perfect Dark. There's a relationship there with Daryl Gallagher. If Perfect Dark becomes, you know, a big franchise for Xbox, or if the development goes super smoothly, I felt Xbox would just 
take Crystal Dynamics and Idos Montreal, buy the Tomb Raider IP, and they would just join Xbox. And you'd have Tomb Raider as like an exclusive. Uh, you'd have you know them working on Perfect Dark. It, it felt like it made sense. But then Activision happened. And I remember saying that when, when that happened, I said, now I'm worried about Crystal Dynamics. Because I felt Xbox wasn't going to rock the boat in regards to this acquisition. That they were going to do whatever it took to make sure that the Activision deal went through. And that they weren't going to screw it up by trying to buy anything else. And I don't know if that is what happened here. I can lay out a couple different scenarios. One, clearly Square Enix wanted to sell, right? You, you Obviously, Jez, you agree with me on that one, right? They like completely oh, yeah. wanted oh. out of the Western studios. Um, the thing is... The, the what people were shocked about was the price point, right? People looked yeah. at that and was like, "Oh my god, you got Crystal Dynamics and you got Idols Montreal and Tomb Raider for and Legacy of Kane and Deus Ex for three hundred million dollars." People were like, "Wow, that is They're incredulous." That people were like, "That is so cheap. How did you get it for that cheap? Why didn't somebody else like? Why didn't Xbox buy them? Why didn't PlayStation buy them? Why didn't EA buy them?" Why didn't Take Two buy them? Why didn't Tencent buy them? Right? Why didn't Amazon buy them? Right? You have all the all everyone coming in and be like, man, that is like the common sentiment from gamers was that this is an amazing deal. How could anybody pass this up? And Bracer just freaking just got got away with the theft of the century, right? And then you hear the reports that like Square Enix is gonna like invest this money into the blockchain bullshit or whatever. Like NFTs and stuff when there's reports that the NFT market is like basically bottoming out at this point. Right. Um, so people are just like, man, this is how do they go for so cheap? And it's something that people of Xbox has always told me high ups at Xbox. When I talk to them about the business quote unquote, and I'm sure they've told you that too. When they talk about the business side of things is that gamers don't understand the business of video games. At all. No. And no. I, I I didn't ask anybody at Xbox about this because I sort of feel they wouldn't answer anyways on this sort of thing. But I sort of feel that that would be the answer I'd get back. You guys just don't have a clue about how the business works. Because when you look at it, it's like, you know damn well, like, yeah, man. Personally, I think... Crystal Dynamics and Idols Montreal and Tomb Raider and Deus Ex and Legacy of Kane would be a great pickup for Xbox. Right? Those are incredible studios. Legacy IP. Like, I as a gamer want those. But then I as a gamer also don't got to run a business. Right? So, my thought process went to, man... I don't really think these studios and these IPs were valued very highly in the wider video game market from potential suitors. Because you've got to remember, you're only worth what somebody's willing to pay. Or something's only worth what somebody else is willing to pay you, right? So all the everybody's saying, this is so cheap and they got a deal. It's like, Square Enix was okay with selling these things for $300 million. Yeah. You would think if there was any significant interest in these things, it would have gone for much more. 
And the fact that it didn't speaks to how valued these studios and these IPs were, which I think it means they weren't. You know, I don't think PlayStation was interested. And I don't even know if Xbox was interested either because that they didn't want to do anything to screw up the Activision deal or because those studios don't make any money. It came out in their financial report during all this that like, I think it was like Crystal Dynamics and Idos Montreal made like $8 million in operating income last year. That yes. probably doesn't even meet the costs of what it actually costs to keep those studios afloat. So yeah, if they're, it, they're barely breaking even. I think it was like Crystal Dynamics has an operating income margin of like 13% and Idos was like 5% or something. So like these stu- these are studios that are barely breaking even on the amount of staff they have. So it's kind of like they get into a point where Square Enix is like, well, we the the business sense says shut these down, but they also know that if they shut them down, that's going to be a huge amount of negative press, and they don't want to be EA. They don't want to be perceived like EA. EA, EA would have shut them down. I'm pretty sure EA would just would have visceraled them, shut them down whatever be done with it but square Enix didn't want that um they wanted to, to they wanted to avoid the negative press associated with essentially killing tomb raider deus ex which they pretty much already did and um you know getting rid of any hope for that these games would actually have any sort of future so they did the next best thing which was sell it in a fire sale and the fact that it sold for so low is like you say is it's because these games just have terrible margins the fact that they they tried desperately, desperately to incorporate microtransactions into Deus Ex: Mankind Divided with that sort of half ass half asked multiplayer mode that was terrible. And I think one of the Tomb Raider games had a multiplayer mode yeah, as well. One of them had uh, Tomb Raider: Rise of the Tomb Raider had that card mode. Like yeah, like yeah, that was that was them desperately trying to improve the margins on those games. And like I'm not saying they're terrible games. But we just when we're talking about the business reality of it, is that these games just have bad margins, and st- companies are not in the business to break even. If you're breaking even, you might you're basically failing, you know. And these are these are companies that were just about breaking even. And when you're breaking even, that's just like a huge amount of risk because you can just slip, you can slip into not breaking even very very easily, you know. And the market just seems to re- respond to these games in a negative way, you know. And, you know, you can say that Square Enix marketed them badly, and I definitely think that's that's an aspect of it. I think Square Enix just sort of, they, they cry about it, saying like, oh, nobody wanted these games, nobody played these games, blah, 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 blah. But, man, they really poorly marketed um, that Guardians of the Galaxy game, which people said was really quite good. Yeah. They just marketed it really, really badly. I didn't even know the game was coming out. Well, also, I think it's, I think it suffered on the fact that people really didn't like Marvel's Avengers. So when they saw that, yeah, they're that like, uh, whatever, you know, it's going to be just as bad as Avengers was. Yeah. So, you know, and, and the, the fact that that was even that they forced that to be a, a service game on a studio that hadn't made a service game before, you know, and it was just like, it's all Square Enix's bad decisions, and it's all their own fault. It's not like these studios are bad. Uh, it's it's not like the games are bad. It's that Square Enix just completely mismanaged them, you know. And Square Enix is just sort of 
a terrible company, frankly. I mean, they they just they really are. The only thing they're doing really really well right now is Final Fantasy fourteen. Realm Reborn, and that's that is not because of Square Enix. That's in spite of Square Enix. That's because they've got like a bunch of staff there who are working on that game who really love it, and Square Enix is just sort of letting them letting them work on it because they're doing well. I think there's there's another there's another world where that game flops because Square Enix is more hands on with it. But um, I don't know. I think well, it's it's a good it's a good thing that they're free of Square Enix, and I think no, like it's great, it's great. It's a great thing, yeah. Well, because I saw like people say um, this was a huge miss for Xbox, which, like, I don't know. Tomb Raider is going to remain multi-platform, which is great to me, and we're probably actually going to see Deus Ex return, which I would ha- I hazard a guess if Xbox had bought the- these things, I don't see, I don't think we see a resurgence of Deus Ex. And there's even talk of a new Legacy of King game. That game would not be brought back by Xbox. Xbox has enough dead IP that they sit on that acquiring more dead IP wouldn't really do anything. Right. Um, I think a lot of people are worried about the future of perfect dark when it comes to this announcement, because they assume crystal dynamics would be working on this game and then future sequels. But now it's like, well, if embracer owns them, you know, if perfect dark is a great game, what happens to the sequel? Is it worth getting invested into perfect dark, uh, this one because the developer of it's not going to be working on the future one. So people are, some people are worried about the franchise direction potential of perfect dark because of this. Um, yeah. Which... I mean, I, I think like, I think Embracer would let them work on sequels for them, for the money, the right money and stuff. Like if perfect dark does really well and it makes business sense for Embracer because Embracer clearly they're in a growth phase right now. Clearly Embracer just like, let's acquire as much as we can and figure out how to actually make money later. Like I, I don't really know what Embracer's end game is. Maybe they're just harvesting up stuff and their hope is that Disney or Amazon or Apple or someone else will buy, buy everything at some point in some kind of like massive package deal, you know? I, I don't know what their their business end game is. Like, do they actually just love gaming and they they wanna they wanna revive all these dead IPs and stuff and make them great again? I somehow doubt it. You know, I somehow doubt that the Embracer's doing this out of the goodness and kindness of their heart. You know, but that being said, it's sort of like um, that right now they they're sort of. They're not making a huge amount of money. If you look at their, if you look at their financials, they're clearly not that interested about making tons of money right now. But they do seem to want to like curry a lot of goodwill with gamers, and they seem happy to sort of sit at lower margins right now than some of these other companies like Square Enix and stuff like that. But you know, we don't know for sure what their sort of their plans are long term. Like what games you know how much they are going to invest in these games like are these games just going to sit as double a sort of games and i don't know it's it's really strange because no company's ever really done this they they bought like so much stuff they bought like dark siders and they own metro and a lot of these games are like great and beloved and stuff but they're all games that just they sort of they, they would have been popular in the 360 era you know they're not like super high margin games with microtransactions and stuff like that. They're, they're sort of almost, they're going against the, the typical 
sort of you know the the typical sort of thinking of what a game company should be right now and they're sort of making games that would have been popular in the previous gens and or well money makers in the previous gens or whatever so it's it's really interesting to see how Embracer tries to evolve this stuff and what their plans are and what their goals are and you know and people in chat are saying Embracer is going to make its own service one day and it's like probably how with what servers you know what who's what, going to provide them the service, service? to do Subs- this? just have a subscription service why not like EA Play or something yeah I mean I don't know. maybe yeah I mean maybe but would you would you subscribe to Embracer no Embracer flicks to play double no. A games no I don't no. know no but the, but know. The, but this did them Square Enix selling wasn't a shock Embracer buying them for that cheap was the shock right because you would think, well, like you know, those studios are right up PlayStation's alley too. You know, big AAA third-person over-the-shoulder cinematic experiences. That's PlayStation's forte. Well, now and also including live service games, which they're getting heavily into. But that's been their bread and butter. But then again, maybe you think like, well, Tomb Raider. You already have Uncharted. Do you really need Tomb Raider? So it's kind of like. But then, like rumors, rumors started circulating. I saw Je- uh, Greg Miller say today that that big rumor he was talking about a couple weeks ago was that you know uh, Sony was going to buy Square, and that some people speculated that you know Square selling their studios now was to make themselves look like a leaner acquisition for for Sony. And and you believe on Twitter and you posted on you you think Sony's going to buy them, right? Like you, you yeah, I, f- firmly believe that. I believe it makes sense, and I suppose it's ultimately like can Sony raise the capital to do so? Um, but I think it's a, it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point. I think Sony and Square Enix are probably going to link up. Like Square, Square Enix clearly has no passion to to grow its business as a as a solo entity, and I think a lot of a lot of these sort of video game publishers of the the sort of classic era they're trying to figure out how they can grow you know how they can they can they how can they continue to grow we're in a world where sort of we've we've almost reached the saturation point with with core gaming platforms like pc and and consoles that they're, they're not really growing that much at this point and like you know in in sort of market terms in under our system if if you're not growing you're dying and i think a lot of these big publishers right now they're thinking well if we can't grow anymore because everything's saturated mobiles saturated pcs saturated consoles are saturated then we want to exit it's just sort of it's just sort of the way things seem to go in this system so like a lot of these companies are looking to figure out how to exit right now and like they'll take the money and maybe some of them make indie studios and try and come up from the bottom again and it'll all repeat in a big cycle but it does feel like the video game industry is getting to that point of saturation now where publishers feel like they can't grow unless they sell you know and um i don't know i think like square enix has more than reached that point right now the fact that they sold off all their stuff is like you say they're trying to streamline so they can make themselves look more attractive for it for an acquisition because you know they they literally sold the part of their business that wasn't making serious money you know yeah that's true and i, I you know there's part of me that does wonder if the activision deal wasn't <laughs> pending 
would Xbox have taken a look and bought these? Or did Xbox just not have any interest in it, period? Like, maybe they just had no interest in this at $300 million, and it wasn't worth mm-hmm. it to them. That's that's kind of just us speculating, because how are we supposed to know? We don't know what Microsoft is interested in. Like, I, I think they would, you know, look at the books and do their due diligence looking at it, but it very well might be. We're just like, yeah, like, we're not, you know. I know people would be like, well, $300 million is nothing to Microsoft. And true, it is, but still... You got to have a good reason to spend it. And it's just like, maybe there wasn't a good reason to spend it on those. I don't know. Personally, I would love to have those studios in my fold, making exclusive games for me. Like I like crystal dynamics and I know Montreal and I would love to have Deus Ex and Tomb Raider and legacy of Kane and those things in, you know, my back pocket, like, you know, but Hey, uh, they're multi-platform. So nothing's going to change. And if Xbox really wants to like make a deal, then you make a deal with Embracer to, you know, bring Tomb Raider to game pass. And we talked about perfect dark before I forgot to mention, like there's also the possibility that exists that they already have it in their contract with, uh, crystal for multiple games. Like there could be an option where if the game does well, that, uh, you know, crystal makes the second game and there's really nothing, you know, embracer could say or do about it, you know? And maybe yeah. that's what maybe potentially scared Sony off. Like crystal dynamics could essentially have been contracted for a couple games for play Xbox that they didn't want to break a deal with. I mean, that's just, I mean, who knows if that's, that's just me talking like who knows if that's, true whatsoever but i'm saying like i get people being concerned about perfect dark but you haven't seen the contract they may already be contracted for two games if xbox wanted to make two games you know what i mean because clearly at the time square enix was like we got nothing for them to do right like whatever they're yours so um yeah that's uh it's pretty interesting so i did I expected them to sell, but seeing it for three hundred dollars and Embracer is kind of like, wow, okay. Uh, maybe they're not as uh, valuable as I imagined in my head, I guess. But that's what happened. That was kind of the big news this week. Uh, shout out to Gaming Forte, and a member for twenty months says hello there. You spelled there wrong, buddy. Uh, here's my <laughs> monthly look at me. Quote: I support Randall Thor nineteen post. Have a great weekend, gentlemen, and congrats on the check mark, Jazz. Mm. thanks so much dan becker in the super chat says initially even microsoft didn't want their games in game pass day one they only did that when subscriber numbers weren't going anywhere it seems they've stalled again no numbers reported again well Um, they only reported them because of the activision thing when you think about times microsoft has reported the numbers of game pass they announced 15 million which i had heard Phil lost that uh, 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 lost that uh, discussion with Satya on. Phil didn't want the numbers reported. Satya did. And it was reported at 15. They reported them again when they bought Bethesda because it was a big thing. And then they didn't report them. And then they reported them again when they bought Activision. Uh, because X- Microsoft really isn't in the... No, like, they're not in the position to... Uh, they don't like to give out Xbox stuff, I guess. Um, they don't really give a lot of numbers and stuff. So I think they're just going to just not really talk about Game Pass unless it hits like a significant milestone, like 50 million or whatever, or they buy somebody that kind of goes along 
of their goals of Game Pass, like Activision. So I also have this feeling that maybe, like, if Game Pass is stalling, it's because of the content within Game Pass, right? It's not because people don't want it. It's because I think the things that move the needle of Game Pass are big games. Like, your Trek the Yomis and your Citizen Sleepers and your indie games that come to Game Pass are great. But I really don't think new people are subscribing to the service for that. I think people on the service are happy getting those games and playing them, but I don't think they bring in large amounts of people. No. So when Redfall comes out and Deathloop and Forza Motorsport and particularly in general, or particularly more so than any game, Starfield, that's when people are going to subscribe. Big new games. Uh, at least that's what I've always been saying. So you'd be right i'm right uh brett says tired of being forced to play other games like last spartan standing to unlock free things i just want to play team slayer why can't we unlock free things in any mode we play it's counterintuitive for engagement shaking my head it's It's right i think um i think halo is doing a lot of stuff wrong right now that they're kind of and I, i know this because i've seen uh i've seen blizzard make the same mistakes and i've seen blizzard backtrack like, for example, Blizzard has these challenges in, in Hearthstone and a bunch of their games and in World of Warcraft. And, you know, I know that I'm pretty sure in Halo you can re-roll the challenges, right? Uh, if I, am I right in thinking that? Like, you can re-roll them or something? But, you know, it's like... The point is that Blizzard had these sort of challenges in some of their games and then people were like, we hate this. So Blizzard changed it, and they were like, okay, you hate this. We'll make it so you can basically, you know, tag your own challenges and, you know, choose what you want to do. And they're doing it even more in, in world, the next World of Warcraft expansion because it's like, you know, people, why are you creating friction over bullshit? You know, friction is important for games because, like, when you overcome the friction, it feels good and you feel like you've accomplished something. But when the friction is bullshit arbitrary stuff like being forced to do a specific game mode you don't want to do just to sort of play effectively that's bullshit and blizzard's been through all this years ago they tried to force people to do certain types of content and people hated it they absolutely hated it so they backtracked and they fixed it and i don't know why halo needs to look hasn't looked at other games and the mistakes they've made and why they're making these mistakes now because i know damn well rand i know damn well they will eventually backtrack on this and they Mm, will let people they they will so why not just do it now nobody likes this nobody wants this it's just bullshit and whoever's sort of dying on this hill at 343 is making a huge mistake you know so if there's anyone from 343 listening to this Stop with the challenge bullshit. Because I've seen other devs try and do this. And they always, they always get rid of it. Because nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. Fix it. You know, let people have fun. Games are supposed to be fun. You know, let people have fun. If people don't want to play your game modes, it's because they're not fun to them. You can't make it fun by forcing them to do it. That's just dumb. I don't make games for a living, but I know that. I gave you that advice for free. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, people have been saying the challenge system was dumb since we got it in, you know, the the beta forms. But 
DS Omen says, I have three oddball challenges right now. That's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Man. I don't know why they went with... I don't know why they didn't just go with what works with all the other games. Just uh, XP-based, and then you can maybe have challenges on top of it for extra XP. I don't know why they felt they need to be different and have these challenges... Uh, it's probably one of those things where they don't want to change it right now and it's going to be some big change for another season and they need to test it and stuff and blah, 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 blah is probably, you know, the reason for it still being there or whatever. But, you know, like, I, you know, I didn't do any of the battle pass for season one. I'm just not going out of my way to do any of that stuff. But no, one, I don't care about cosmetics whatsoever. So none of that stuff in the battle pass mattered to me, but. I'm not going on my way to get kills with certain weapons or play certain modes or whatever. It's like, nope, sorry, not happening. Um, but I do think it'll be changed. I love the fact that in like in like Halo, it was one of my first critiques of the game was, oh, here's 50 points for a kill, but it doesn't matter because this isn't doing anything because there's no point system, there's no progression system. So all these points you get for doing all this stuff, it's all essentially worthless. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch knows this, that it's all worthless. So they don't bother putting challenges or, or making you jump through hoops because they know it's all bullshit. It's like, it's supposed to be a cherry on top. It's supposed to be the game is fun and you get a little bit of loot and it's a cherry on top. The point of the game is not the loot. That's a cherry on top. The point of the game is to be fun. And if you're creating these systems which aren't fun, you're not sort of... You're not helping things, you know. So let people get the loot the way they want to get it. And in Overwatch, all you need to do is win games. That's it. Mm. That's the way it always has been. Why try and mess with that system? It bo- it blows my mind, you know. And I don't even play Halo. And it's not because of that. It's because I just don't like the way Halo plays. But there's no game that sort of forces this kind of stuff on you. The, these systems are supposed to be a cherry on top. They're not supposed to be the entire point of playing. And I think, I think Microsoft completely missed the point with a battle pass. That's supposed to be a, a little bit extra to sort of give you a positive feedback loop. And they have these systems. It's called the Xbox achievement system, which is a load of bullshit. And it's a cherry on top. When you play, you get a nice little pop-up sometimes that says you achieved something. It's not like the whole point of the game is that you play for achievements. It's a little that's cherry on some top. Some indie developers, that's their whole point, is to get achievement hunters to buy their games. Their games are just <sighs> achievement factories. Yeah, but it's it's a very small portion of the sure. audience. That it, it looks like, games. by the way, it looks like Xbox is having some some big problems. Because Xbox oh. support just tweeted out, we're aware that some users are unable to purchase games, launch games, or start cloud gaming sessions. Oh, wow. I'm that playing seems, Overwatch. fine right now. That seems pretty bad. Maybe I'm looking. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Flame in the Super Chat says, speaking of Missionary Rand, how scale-bound? <laughs> there we go with the <laughs> scale-bound thing. <laughs> um, uh, scale-bound is like Schrodinger's game. The game that doesn't exist yet. It just won't go away. Yeah. Gold Shell in the Super Chat says, Jeff Grubb on Twitter talking smack about the Discord showdown right now. You coming to join the Battle Shrimp Colony, Rand? <laughs> Maybe. So, for those who don't know, Jeff Grubb's Discord is going against Windows Central's Discord in a, in a Halo battle. 
It's uh, and Windows Central's team is called Battle Shrimp. And I don't know what Jeff Grubb's team's called because it doesn't matter because they're gonna lose. And history only mm. remembers the victors. So that's why Battle Shrimp maybe. That's why uh, Jeff Grubb's got an article today about some 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 puck, and nobody's talking about your article from January. <laughs> so oh well. Uh, Humdrum oh, yeah. says, I called it during your January podcast. Activision Blizzard King was a waste. No exclusives. Todd only studios. Uh, Certain Affinity, Crystal Dynamics, Warner Brothers would have been better. $70 billion down the drain. Xbox lost it, in my opinion. Totally wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. Like, uh, Blizzard games actually have margins. None of those games have margins. It's all about margins, man. And what the potential is, and well, Blizzard IPs just have I, more potential than any of these. I got games. a couple DMs from. I actually got a couple text messages from friends being who were upset about the Crystal Dynamics and Tomb Raider thing because they're they're like, how did I? Uh, their whole thought process was that the Activision deal is going to prevent Xbox from buying any other studios, and I, I should just reiterate like. Just because a studio is available for sale doesn't mean Xbox is going to buy them or has any interest in them whatsoever, right? Or even should buy them. Uh, this isn't this isn't as my buddy Cognito would say. This isn't baseball cards. Xbox isn't collecting baseball cards for their uh, <laughs> for their a for po- their Pokemon cards. Yeah, Pokemon cards, right? This this it, at the end of the day, it's a business, and they need to have plans for these things. So I know there's a lot of people out there that, you know, have in their head one day Xbox will buy Sega, but they can't buy Sega if they are neck deep in Activision or Xbox. And like what we talked about last week with Imran Khan's tweet about Warner Brothers. Well, it sucks. I mean, I've talked about it personally. Personally, I want Warner. I would per, personally, I would rather have Warner Brothers and Crystal Dynamics and I know Montreal over Activision. But I understand why Microsoft bought Activision because it does more for their business than any of this other stuff does. But like the gamer in me wants uh, Mortal Kombat and wants a new Batman game and a Justice League game and a new Tomb Raider game. You know, the gamer in me is not thinking about like how much it costs to run these studios and what my profit margins are. And if the stuff works for Game Pass or whatever, like, I don't care. It's not my money I'm spending. It's Phil Spencer's money I'm spending. It's Satya Nadella's <laughs> money. Like, what do I care? I just you care about what I'm... Money? I'm just saying I, I only care about what I'm excited to play. And I don't care, really care about Blizzard like Jez does, right? Blizzard needs to win me back. Although Diablo 4 does look pretty cool. Uh, who cares about King and their mobile push? I don't play on mobile phones. You guys don't play on mobile phones. Some people do might not. Do you even have phones? Do you even have I phone to phone? phone? Some people might be playing Fortnite on, on their phones now. But, I mean, nobody... I would gather... I don't know how many people are watching right now, but I would gather, like, nobody. And and if and I mean, no, like, maybe one person in here has played Candy Crush or something. Maybe two people, right? Nobody's, nobody's listening to this show is interested in King. And right, like Call of Duty was always like, oh my god, Call of Duty, what what could it do? But it's like all those studios is like, like, so yeah, I get it, like not being excited or having your personal preferences, but like the idea that Xbox will miss out. I've even seen this; they're gonna miss out on Ubisoft. But it's like, yo, Xbox doesn't have any interest in Ubisoft, and all the reporting from their whole 
their whole takeover thing is about how the the Gilma family, I know I said that wrong, wants to partner up with the private equity firm to buy all the remaining shares so they can take it private. It doesn't seem like Ubisoft is actually actively trying to sell to PlayStation or Xbox. Just because the company's for sale doesn't mean that Xbox is interested in buying them. <laughs> but a lot of people just run with that narrative that just because they're available, Xbox needs to buy them or Xbox has to have interest in them. And then that's not how this this works. That's no. not how this works. Like, oh, like, oh they're going to miss out on Warner Brothers. Let me tell you something. That deal that Imran talked about, the idea of, of Warner Brothers selling the studio but then licensing the IP, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, I know Phil well enough where if you told him, hey, Phil, you can buy Rockstar or you can buy Rocksteady for $300 million or $200 million, whatever it would cost to buy Rocksteady, the studio that hasn't made a game in eight years, and you, but you'd have to license the WB properties from us, I guarantee you Phil would be like, yeah, no thanks. Because he would just say, I can just hire the people who work at Rocksteady for my studios if I wanted to. Why do I need to buy Rocksteady? And they have been. Right. It's like, why do I need a, to be Rocksteady, Rocksteady individually? Working on, um, a bunch of Rocksteady devs are working on... Ex-Rocksteady devs are working on Fable. So they, they have been hiring those devs. But I'm just yeah. saying, like... Rocksteady's nothing without Batman. Well, see, that's where some people would disagree with you. Some people would say that Rocksteady is worth a lot because they're great, talented developers and they don't necessarily need the Warner Brothers IP to be great. Well, just uh, hire them then. That's the, that's the whole thing. Right. You, don't, you don't have to buy the studio. You can just hire the people. The studio is when, when they've got an IP that they're attached to and that they work on actively, that's when you need to buy the studio. You know, like Bungie. Like, if you want to buy Destiny, you have to buy Bungie, you know. But if you want to make a game like Destiny, then you just buy the devs. You don't well, have to buy Even the when studio. it comes to the, the Warner Brothers stuff, I think the only studio Xbox would be significantly interested in is NetherRealm. I don't think yeah. they would care about Rocksteady. Yeah, I don't think they care about Monolith. I don't think no. they would care about Avalanche. The only one they're interested in is NetherRealm. And I know that maybe like bother. Like, what do you mean they're not interested in Rocksteady? I don't, I don't think they are. Especially not with like not having the IP. If you could get the whole kit and caboodle, all the studios and the IP, then that's probably a different story. But that's not going to happen. So it's kind of like when they were originally up for sale back before the merger and nothing came out of it. And now they're talking about it, but now they're like, oh, you can buy the studio, but not the IP. Like Xbox isn't going to go for that. The only one they're really interested in is NetherRealm anyways. So I don't know. People need to stop stop this whole like Xbox fucking gonna buy everybody because it's not the case, you know. Yeah, I think so. like a lot of, a lot of people just sort of they only see uh, with a lot of these discussions. There's just a lot of nostalgia clouding judgment. Like I saw like veteran journalists saying like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they only spent three hundred million for these classic IPs," and it's just like, "But dudes, these games just don't make any money." You know, they, they they break even, you know, and that's not what the business is about anymore. The business is about monthly active users and stuff like that. And it's sure it's a nice fuzzy feeling when we get like a new a new tomb ready game. And I'm like a huge fan of Deus Ex. Like I can't tell you how big of a fan of Deus Ex I am. 
but I'm I'm not under any delusion that these games are, are things that Microsoft would be like actively excited for. They would need to have a literal battle plan in place for Microsoft to be interested in IDOS and Deus Ex. They would have to see a pitch. They would have to see a prototype for a game and sort of be like you know, this is our plan to bring Deus Ex back to the fore and fix it and stuff. This is the this is the investment we need, blah, 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 blah. Because Microsoft does that all the time with indie games. Like, they're doing it with Project Belfry, and they they came to them with a plan and a prototype, and they were just like, yeah, we're, this is this is it. This is a really good idea. You know, it's a, it's a business at the end of the day. And sometimes you can't just, like, be treated like, oh, we, we imagine this is how good, this is what a good Deus Ex game might look like in 2022. You gotta have a plan, and I don't think those plans exist right now. I don't think there is a plan for a Deus Ex game. I don't think there is a plan for to, for like the the next Legacy of Cain game. That is up to Embracer to sort out. You know, Embracer's willing to take on that risk right now for whatever reason, whatever reason, whatever Embracer's end game is. I have no idea, but they're taking on a pretty enormous amount of risk with this deal, frankly. And like I think that's where a lot of like even veteran game journalists don't really want to accept is that a lot of these games just aren't margin makers in this current climate for whatever reason. And it's it's a shame, you know, it's a shame that it's a shame that's what the industry has come to, you know. That like for these games to succeed, they need to either be tied up to a platform or a subscription service, or they need to have like tons of like extraneous mechanics like loot boxes or whatever like that. But that's just the way the business has, has sort of devolved into because you're competing with free-to-play games. You're competing with Fortnite. You're competing with Warzone. You're competing with Roblox. And a lot of kids are growing up these days with no concept of actually paying for a game. You know, the the idea of paying $60 for a game is just alien. And they're just like, well, Fortnite's free. Why isn't this game free, you know? Mm. So, like, there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of upheaval in the industry right now. And a lot, there, there are still, like, millions of gamers who are our age will pay for these experiences but not at the sort of sort of scale that a lot of these companies want you know they, they want like they don't want a 10 percent margin on a game they want like a 30 percent or 40 percent you know or even 20 percent they don't they don't want a 10 percent or a five percent or you know outriders came out and said that they're making zero percent they haven't well, made any money outriders can't well they haven't gotten paid royalties but they said they're breaking even. Well, they haven't broken it, even or whatever. Whatever well, whatever was in their contract to say, at this point, we get royalties. Or Square Enix hasn't broken even on their investment on the game, so therefore, people yeah. can fly. And that was a service game. <laughs> and that was a service mm. game. It just show, it shows like... Was it? The, it, didn't, uh, it didn't have anything you could buy. Like, there was no microtransactions true. in that game. But it was a sort of, it had an end game. And it yeah, had I mean, player. I suppose, but That'll like, loot. sure, and, but it didn't have anything you can buy, and there's some, like, expansion no. coming, but, yeah. Maybe it, it should have had stuff you could buy. Probably, yeah. it probably should have. Probably should have. Yeah. Uh, in the Super Chat, DB Cooper says, didn't Square Enix Montreal help on Age of Empires 4? Uh, that would be a question for you, Jez, because I don't know that answer to that question. Did Square Enix help? Square Enix Montreal, so. the studio. Oh, maybe they did. I don't know. Um... I, I That's a know. good question. Yeah. Uh, Enix, Montreal. The intern of war says if Sony passed on them, it really says a lot more of the value of these studios than if Xbox got them. Idos was the only studio of value in the deal. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Danny passed an official says Square Enix keeps selling exclusively to Sony. We're in 2022 and they keep 
doing that old business model that tells me they aren't ready to take risks to grow. Chinook guy says Embracer wants to make deals with platforms. This there is a lot to their strategy, and that apparently includes Dark, Dark Horse Comics. Uh, yeah, face... I think they, they actually did say that they want to. They actually said in their press release that they want to do like exclusivity deals with with Xbox and PlayStation. So like that is probably in their future. Yeah, deals you know. with yeah. Uh, face says why are why is nobody screaming Monopoly with Embracer Group? They own more studios than Sony and Microsoft combined. Um, I don't think it's, uh, the monopoly situation isn't like who owns the most. It's basically like who makes the most, right? Um, with Embracer owning that much, they don't really make that much money, do they? I don't, I don't think, I don't think Embracer makes that much money. Uh, I mean, their market cap's pretty big, but like when you, when you look at their profit margins, it's not... It's not huge. It's not like your Microsoft or your Apples, but it's it's healthy. You know, Embracer's Embracer's got a healthy business if they're reporting their books truthfully, <laughs> and I presume they are. But you know, it's uh, Embracer's business is healthy right now. But I have no idea how, to be honest. <laughs> like, um, I don't know what they do to make money. I need to like look. I mean, they they own a lot of studios. But a lot of them are just sort of double A games and not releasing games that often. They don't have any mobile games or service games that I'm aware of. The thing it's is, in, it's I need to, I need to research them more. Like Embrace is just sort of out of nowhere, you know. There's there's no mon- there's no monopoly in the in the gaming market. Like there just isn't, and like the whole shouts of of Activision and, and Microsoft being a monopoly is just like absolutely absurd, and you know. It is. It won't. It won't hold up in court. Well, yeah, won't. and then like Embracer is even less than that, right? So it's just, it, yeah, like nobody's even close to a monopoly or a monopolistic level. It's just a bunch of fear mongering by people who don't want certain things to happen. Like there's a group of people that don't want Xbox to own Activision because they fear the power that Xbox could hold. You know, there's people that don't want Bungie to go to Sony, which you know. I saw the FTCs looking at the Bungie deal, which is like, okay, well, yeah, they should. It's a $4 billion deal, essentially. Uh, they probably should look at it, and it's normal. They're also looking at the, you know, the Xbox Activision deal, which I saw some lawsuit this week filed in New York about how Bobby Kotick wasn't, what was it, Bobby Kotick shouldn't have been the one to make the deal, or he wasn't in his right mind to make the deal whatever the hell it was or whatever yeah, it's, it's just, just ridiculous yeah but like 99 percent of the shareholders voted for it so i mean like clearly it, it's what they wanted i i don't know man like the whole monopoly stuff is just you know then, then it's I, hysteria it's then literally I, hysteria then i saw jason schreier on twitter reply to somebody saying that one of the concessions xbox might have to make is they might have to put call of duty on spartacus uh, if they put it on Game Pass, and that's something the government might might force Xbox to do, that's fine. It's fine. You think Xbox would be okay with that? That's uh, that's something I think. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Would as they be okay get with Warcraft it? away from Kotick? I don't but, care. But like, would would they be okay with it? Because they, they can they can put Call of Duty in the sea for all I care. Right, as but long I'm just, as we get World of Warcraft. Yeah, safe, but Jez, you're you're looking at it from. I'm talking about it. You're <laughs> Phil Spencer and Satya. You spent that money. To help Dude, throw Game I, Pass, but then you're forced if, if, by the government to put no, 
game, nope. you know, nope. to put it on PlayStation. Nope. Uh, if I, if I can feel Spencer, all I'm thinking about is I get World of Warcraft. I it, get World of Warcraft. That's all I'm Phil thinking. Phil doesn't care Phil about Spencer. World of Warcraft. I think he does. I think Phil, I had, a cho- if Phil, Phil had a choice between buying Bungie and Destiny or World of Warcraft, he would have bought Bungie and Destiny. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he's nobody a, gives he's a Warcraft fan. Who cares? I know, I know Phil. I bet Phil's playing Warcraft right now. I bet he loves it. Yeah. Phil's playing Elden Ring. He's going to beat it, unlike you. Because <laughs> you still haven't beaten on Elden Ring. Nah, well, it's your fault I didn't beat Elden Ring. It's not my fault. I beat it. And you, you, you had like a weak head start on me. And I yeah, still beat I it before. To, I had to you. make two saves for writing content. Yeah, I got like I got like two I got like a level a level hundred mage and like a level seventy warrior, and then I was just like, man, I'm burnt out now. I just that's the problem, man. Sometimes when you play games for work, it makes them less fun. And I'm trying mm. to do that less now. I'm trying to like play games less for work and just play them for fun. Like I haven't reviewed a game in forever because of this, but I just it's just it's you know it's. It's the name of the business, you know. If you if you're writing about games, you sometimes have to treat them like work. But then at the same time, it's like, well, the readers aren't treating it like work. So, you know, I'm I, I'm I sort of being honest. To, yeah, man, it's just complicated, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll complete it eventually. I just need to have a significant break from it, you know. And also, Elden Ring. Elden Ring's the reason I got back into Warcraft. It actually, it's it's Elden Ring's fault because I was playing Elden Ring and I was thinking, man, this kind of reminds me of Warcraft. You know, hand drawn map, difficult bosses, the exploration felt similar ish superficially. So yeah, it's Elden Ring's fault that I got addicted to WoW again. Yeah, but anyway, I don't think Microsoft. I don't think Microsoft would be happy with the idea of having to also put Call of Duty on PlayStation streaming service. Or subscription service, I think that'd be something they'd actively would fight in court if the, if the government was like you have to do this because at that point like doesn't PlayStation have all the leverage? If the government mandates Call of Duty would have to be on Spartacus, the, would a Sony offer them two dollars to put it on there? Because like they know that they have to put it on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's 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 weird. That'd be I something mean... I I could see if the government said Call of Duty has to remain multi-platform xbox would be like okay fine that's what we're gonna do anyways but if they were like no it also if it's coming to game pass day one then it also succumbed to spartacus on day one i think xbox and microsoft would fight that right yeah i think they'll fight it too and and they'll have grounds to do so because sony's still the market leader so it's like so microsoft would be like well wait wait a second even after we purchase activision because of how much activision has declined and it's declined a lot we're still number three, even after we buy this. So you want us to help the the number the market leader, even though after we buy this, we'll be number three. Well, hell, Michael, Michael Pactor is even saying that they'll do a consent decree, which will force Microsoft to put the Bethesda games back on PlayStation. I think well, people are just talking true. out their mouths about all this stuff, and they have no idea what's going to happen. So I, I'm also kind of sick of every single week having to hear some stupid Activision lawsuit or whatever. Just get the deal done or not done, whatever. I'm over this stuff at this point. No, 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 no. It has to be done. No. It has to be done. I wish it wouldn't just because of World of Warcraft. So, No, World of Warcraft's the best game ever made around. Yeah, Brett says uh, in Super Chat, maybe Microsoft passed because Square Enix didn't want to sell the Tomb Raider IP. Sounds like a Square Enix thing to do. And shout out to the new member. DS Omen, thank you for joining 
the channel. Uh, enjoy your your emotes. We got a little uh, sticker here from Dark Siaya in the super chats. Appreciate that. Jay Primo's been a member for 22 months. Says just he just says hey in the chat. Appreciate you. Hey. Thank you for being a member for almost two years. Uh, Brett says doubt that Call of Duty Spartacus concession is accurate. Well, I'm not saying it's accurate. I'm just saying I've seen people talk about it, namely Jason Schreier. So like, I just thought that'd be a weird concession they would have to make. Uh, Goldshell says I've seen Phil play World of, World of Warcraft three times on Xbox Live. See, see. Yeah, he's See, prob- not, he's doing it for me. I think Phil's literally spent seventy dollars, seventy billion dollars, just for me, because mm-hmm. he, he saw how sad I was that Kotick was destroying my game, and then Phil was like, "You know what? I'm going to spend seventy billion dollars just for Jez." Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. Well, either that or I've drank too much whiskey Heart- at this point. Hargeet Chani says Spartacus killed the Game Pass monopoly narrative. PlayStation now is now part of PlayStation Plus, and it's at forty million subs. FC FTC is very little ground to block the deal. You know, I said that to Hoag Law, and Hoag Law actually said the opposite. He said that PlayStation Plus Essentials one thing. What FTC would look at would be the second tier. That's the game subscription tier, and that tier has no subs, and that's the tier that would be compared to Game Pass. Because I thought the same as you. I was like, well. They just merged it, and PlayStation Plus now has more subscribers than Game Pass, so they just inadvertently helped Xbox. And he said, no, it was the opposite. He said they would look at the middle tier, that's this game subscription tier, that would have far fewer subs than Game Pass. But that's at least, that's what Hoagloss said to me. So, hmm. um, Lars... Hoagloss World of Warcraft. Uh, I don't know. Lars <laughs> says, question is Microsoft reaching the limit of how many studios they can handle and still get games out timely, especially if they get Activision Blizzard? Well, that's why they buy publishers. You just plug and play, essentially. You plugged and play Bethesda, and they already run all their stuff. You plug and play Activision Blizzard, they already have everything all situated. Uh, that's why you know the, the whole publisher thing is what Xbox was looking at. In the future, are they still going to buy more publishers? I don't know. But I'm sure there's individual studios that they could add, whether they add individual studios to Bethesda or, Bethesda or an individual studio to Activision or another studio to uh, Xbox Game Studios. I mean, I think Matt Booty has gotten help recently, or at least some of the some of the Xbox studios kind of run themselves at this point, or with with little from input from Matt Booty. So yeah, I, I think. Th- well, this has been another argument: is that like is Microsoft too hands off? You know, mm. it's it's um. Especially like when uh, that Undead Labs thing came out, like there was there was actually I think some actual um, employees from Undead Labs were like Microsoft is too hands off, and, and some of the stuff's been slipping through the gap, the cracks, so to speak, about um, managing the studio. So you know, it's I think like Microsoft's definitely sort of in an unprecedented place i don't think there's has there ever been a publisher that's been this big this varied and this diverse they've got like studios that are entirely remote they've got studios that are like really big studios that are really small studios all over the world spread across like every like almost every continent except for like antarctica at this point so they they're doing something that hasn't really been done before they're trying to they're trying to hit every metric like even like even like tencent doesn't try to do everything 10 cents like barely has any presence on console and it's 
still the biggest platform and um you know and they have a much more focused business but microsoft has over the years benefited a lot from having a very diverse business you know and that's one of the reasons why they're so successful is because they don't keep all their eggs in one basket they do like they do uh cloud they do office they do windows they do this and that and the other and and that's why they've become a very successful business like no no single business failing will create the create a microsoft because unlike you know certain other companies like apple which basically rely on iphone sales to to make shareholders happy microsoft has a super diverse business model but you know it's um it's interesting it's going to be interesting to see how they manage all this you know and like because microsoft does have even though they have like a lot of diversity they still have like company-wide policies which can impact the way studios are run like we heard that for example microsoft has pretty strict rules about contractors that they can only they can only work for like a year on a single contract or something and that apparent that has been cited as a reason for um uh the churn at three four three industries because like they they kept having to hire new people and then train them on the new engine and because it's like a bespoke engine it's not like they could be like yeah we 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 need to hire people who've got unreal engine experience because it's not on unreal engine it's on some random engine that proprietary engine that they made which is supposedly doesn't have the best tools in the world so you know it's it's complicated and it's going to be interesting to see how they can deliver on all this stuff because the potential is obviously there, you know, when they've got like Activision and they've got Blizzard and they've got like a million old school IPs that can come back into the fray. Like, I think it it leaked before that Blizzard had been working on a, a Starcraft first person shooter, you know, and for me, that sounds like amazing and an ideal way to use that franchise, but it didn't materialize. But maybe when Microsoft has them, they can be like, you know, we'll allocate this to 343 or the coalition or something like that. You know, I think um, it's going to be interesting. To, and I, I think it's going to be key. It's going to be key. How they manage all these studios is ultimately going to be what makes or breaks this project. Because as we've seen so far, arguably, they haven't done the best job of it. You know, looking at Halo Infinite's current state. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh my Har- god, I just smacked some glass into my teeth and it really hurts. Ouch. Hargeet says uh Embracer's market cap is around seven billion. Killer Z says Xbox should buy EA so we can finally refund Battlefield twenty forty two. I thought that was supposed to come to Game Pass <laughs> this month, but it looks like it's not, or at least not yet. Like yeah. I don't doubt Game Pass is gonna help that game. Uh that game's kinda just dead. El Paul says yes. Tinfoil Hat Time, Embracer Group is a shell company for Xbox. I saw I saw Nick I saw Nick was like uh Embracer Group is basically Apple, right? Apple, yeah. Um That's fun. What else we got here? Uh Brett says Blizzard is all that matters, Jez. We just need the B in ABK, not the AK. And FaZe says, Isn't Activision Blizzard really big in non USA markets? Uh that's true. That is definitely true. And uh let's see. Uh, Chris says, hello from New York City, starting a gaming podcast to speak about games, news, and gaming culture. Any advice for limiting toxicity? Thanks a lot. Hashtag Cam0920. What do you think? Any any advice on limiting toxicity, Jez? In what? (sighs) On Twitter? I mean, 
I assume a podcast. Uh, basically, use the <clears throat> tools to get rid of people that you are you think are toxic. Ban them from your channel uh, so they don't show up. Cultivate an audience that you want. Uh, essentially, that, I mean, because you because you when you delve into. I guess like when you, you delve Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo, you're going to have toxic fanboys from each of the, each of the platforms and you just either need to embrace it and embrace the toxicity or embrace the fans of the platform, but get rid of the toxic ones. And it's up to you. So um, I think um, turning on the subscriber only chat helps a lot because yes. you know, people, People don't want to subscribe to people they don't like. They don't want to clutter up their feed. So if you force them to subscribe for ten minutes before they can chat, that filters a lot of it out. You know. I mean, on Twitter, I I mute a lot of people. Like I'll see I'll see threads and I see awful awful people replying. I just will just click on it, and mute them, so I never see them again. So my timeline yeah, is them. mostly mostly nice at this point. But then I'll still run into, you know people that i was like man like i look at this like oh i need to get rid of this person so the tools are all there it's just up to you to use them i recommend like just said well if you're just starting out you probably don't want to turn on subscriber only you want to say i, I would man oh well just I, I did i did it like i did it on my channel and i've only got like 800 subscribers or something um but then again i get loads of i got loads of trolls in from twitter initially so um, man, Polygon reports that Xbox is making a streaming stick. Mm. God damn it! I told you, no, nobody it. cares, Jazz. Nobody cares that you said it in January. We're talking about now, the now times. The now times, mm-hmm. Bruh. Um, it's yeah. funny because I was just while you were talking, I was perusing the Reset Era Xbox Game Studio OT thing, and there's a couple <laughs> people, and they're very nice. And then there's one person that's like. Thank you so much for summarizing what Jez says. I can't stand Rand, so it's great, or whatever he said about me. <laughs> <laughs> or Rand really grinds my gears or something. Grinds my gears. That's okay. Oh, well. I, I know everybody, you know, you can't like everybody. And uh, some people won't like me. It's perfectly perfectly okay. But he's happy that the they take the information from this podcast and summarize it for easy, digestible reading over at the uh, xbox game studios a bit as a thread so i wonder i wonder how you hurt him how what i wonder how you hurt him what you did i don't know man so who knows i mean i don't like i don't like everybody either so i mean you know maybe maybe it's the way i, I talk I maybe like maybe everybody. maybe it's the way i talk maybe it's my takes on certain things who knows and you i know. actually like everybody you know you don't. I that's think not true. Amazing. That's not no, true. I do. I like everyone. That is not I know, true. I like everyone. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not Man, true I've... one bit. <laughs> this is turned into an alcohol podcast. Uh-huh. I've just been absentmindedly drinking this Seven Oaks original. Well, the more whiskey. you get drunk, the more you can leak. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, Mock Student says, "Hey guys, I don't know if you've talked about it, but how soon can an acquisition of Activision be completed?" How soon can it be completed? Well, I mean, they said... Projected end of the year, right? Well, they said by the end of fiscal year uh, 2023, which ends June of next year. So that's the latest it could Whoa. be completed. 
Could it be completed this year? Maybe. I know Nick over at special uh, Nick over at special era. Nick special Nick over at Xbox era. He thinks it's going to be done this year. I think we're talking about That's early next year. Uh, yeah, I think probably knows? like spring. I would say. Yeah, maybe. Um, let's see what else we got here. Jeff says, "Do you think no the reception of Gran Turismo Seven impact the upcoming Forza Motorsport? Do you think Microsoft will take advantage of the disappointment of GT Seven? Uh, well, that's an interesting segue because there was a topic here about Forza Motorsport. Uh, people were talking about it because an image, or at least a leak of it, came out uh, that it was there's a version of the game for Xbox One, which isn't news because mm. we said that like a year ago. We but did? apparently, it's being reported because you know there's you know a leak, a little image and stuff. So. Do you know any more about the Forza Motorsport stuff? Like, I still think, even though they're testing the game on last gen, uh, I think they, uh, I don't think they're going to actually release it. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe they are going to release it on both, but uh, I think they're just testing certain things uh, for that game. They didn't have enough people, like, last year to test on uh, next gen consoles. So they, they, you know, built the Xbox One version or whatever. So, but I guess well, we'll have to find out. I'm not sure. Uh, but as far as like the disappointment of Gran Turismo 7, I don't really think there's anything to do with it. I mean, the game's going to be whatever the game is. Gran Turismo just came out in March and we're, we think Forza is coming out at the end of the year. I don't really think there's much to change. So it's going to be what it's going to be. They've been working on it for a while, right? So. Yeah. Are you a multiple guy? No, I am not a motorsport guy at all. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I like I like I like the I like the arcade racers. That's what that's what I enjoy. Uh, Onyx says COD rebrand after acquisition to keep exclusive. Um, I don't think it'll be exclusive. That's something that Jez has been saying since day one because just feels a nice guy. Feels a nice he, guy. He wants everybody to have Call of Duty and people. I remember when we did that show. And you said you made your your prediction that it was going to be multi-platform. The chat did not like you that day. No, they didn't. They they didn't want to hear that. I was all. right, though. I was right. They came out and said it. And I knew they would because it's like Minecraft. It's too big to be exclusive. But then mm-hmm. again, there's a lot of games that aren't too big to be exclusive. I think Diablo 5 would be exclusive, potentially. Maybe. Interesting. Possibly. Not four. I think four is too close to being ready for PlayStation to to stop that. But hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I guess so. Um, all right. What else? Oh, so the the other big news this week, Jez. Uh, Fortnite on phones, back on <laughs> iOS and Android after they've been banned from those platforms. But the kicker is that it's via Xbox game streaming and you can play it for free. Now I've seen responses to this being who cares. This means absolutely nothing. And, uh, this all then other, the other spectrum saying this, this is absolutely huge. Where do you fall on this announcement? And were you surprised it was actually made today instead of being an announcement at essentially E3 or something? I love it. And I'll tell you why. 
and most people who, who know me probably know why. It's because it fucks over Apple and it fucks mm. over Google. And that to me is hilarious. There's nothing I like more than seeing Google and Apple get fucked over. But, you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing that this would happen right now for a couple of reasons for me. is because A, Fortnite's a really big game. And B, you can still play it on Android, but you have to sideload the APK and probably download it from some dodgy website or get it from the Samsung Galaxy Store, uh, which probably a lot of people don't even know exist, even people who own Samsung Galaxy. Um, and C, there's going to be a lot of people using servers to do this. So it kind of makes me wonder, like, could this sort of be the start of Microsoft taking Xbox xCloud out of beta? Because right now, xCloud is still in beta, technically, you know. And I've, I've theorized that the reason it's in beta is because they couldn't get enough servers to really start marketing it and really start pushing it. Because as we saw over Christmas, xCloud had some queues. Um, they had some like server queues uh, because there were so many people logging on and playing and using up all the servers and stuff. Now, for me, I'm wondering. I'm wondering right now: is is X is uh, Fortnite being on xCloud going to blow up the servers? You know, but so far it doesn't seem to have been. Although Xbox Xbox Live is down right now, could Fortnite be to blame for this? <laughs> I don't know. But um, I do wonder: like, does this mean that they've got enough servers to really start blowing xCloud up? You know, um, and uh, this also comes hot on the heels of uh, Jeff Grubb's reports and Tom Warren's tweets about Microsoft uh, building a streaming stick, and also they're going to put apps on Samsung TVs, and also they're going to they're um, the Xbox Everywhere initiative, correct? The Xbox Everywhere initiative, yeah. So like, it does seem like they they're gearing up to start pushing this out there, and like I actually reported in January. Uh, By the go. way, Rand. Uh huh. Yeah. In January, you're, you're salty. You're salty that nobody remembers your reporting from January. Now everyone's talking about Tom Ward and yeah. Jeff Grubb. You just yeah. got outplayed, bro. I got outplayed. Well, I, it wasn't in the headline. To be fair, it was it was buried below the headline, and I guess nobody reads articles. They only read headlines. It's true. But anyway, I reported in January that they were building a streaming stick, and also I reported that they're going to make it so. You can play any game you own mm-hmm. on xCloud. So you don't have to, you know, subscribe or whatever. You'll just, like, any game you've owned, owned digitally, you'll be able to play on xCloud. And um, both of those have been reported this week. Um, but also Jeff Grubb said that they're also working on a, a, TV, a TV app in partnership with Samsung, which is very interesting. Because I heard that Samsung was actually working on its own streaming service Ooh. that it was going to put on TVs. That they, they weren't going to partner with xCloud and that they were making their own streaming service. So now I'm wondering if like maybe that information I got was inaccurate and that Samsung is actually part... Their streaming service is actually just them partnering with Xbox or something. But I heard Samsung was working on its own streaming service like based on PC games or something. But maybe they were just working on a partnership with Microsoft. I don't know. But but yeah, it does sound like they're ready to blow this shit up. And um, it just seems like Fortnite's the first salvo. But at the same time, this is interesting as well, Rand, because I also heard, because Fortnite is a sort of standalone cloud experience on xCloud, mm-hmm. sort of. 
because it's it's unique on xCloud in the sense that it's totally free. You don't need to subscribe to xCloud to actually play it, which is like unlike any other xCloud game on the service. I heard they were also going to do that for Halo Infinite. I heard that like a year ago that they were gonna they were gonna put Halo Infinite as a standalone sort of um, a game on iOS and Android to sort of get around. First of all, get around uh, iOS's restrictions, anti-competitive restrictions. And also because, you know, to experiment with what they can do if they're actually on Google Play. Because Google Play is a discovery engine, right? If a game's on Google Play, it's more likely to be discovered if it's, than if it's not. Which is why it really hurts Fortnite that they've been banned from Google Play uh, for trying to implement their own payment system and going to war with them in the, in, in the courts and whatever. But... I heard Microsoft was gonna was looking at making those standalone experiences where you just you just instead of downloading Nextcloud, you literally just get Halo Infinite from the Google Store or the iOS App Store, and it just connects you up to the cloud version of the game. I heard they were looking at doing that, um, but yeah, it does seem like they're ready to blow it up. And I we've talked about on this podcast before that this is the pathway to getting rid of Xbox Live Gold. Mm. That if they can if they can really blow up xCloud and they can get like loads of subscribers across like mobile and sort of offset the losses they would lose from um xbox live gold that's when they get rid of xbox live gold so like it feels like we're on that path now and it feels like they've got enough service to really start blowing it up but you know how do you feel about it because you're not a big cloud guy you know you don't really care about cloud you don't care about mobile you don't no, no, I mean, but this is like the vision that we've been talking that Xbox was doing, you know, years ago, that eventually you'll be able to play all your games on mobile phones and tablets, and that one day you'll be able to, like, go to your smart TV and just be able to play a game, right? Uh, that, you know, play, a PlayStation user or any user, realistically, you, you don't even need to buy a console that you could just... You just cloud game on your on your OLED if you wanted to, you know. Yeah. Like that. That's whole. That was whole Microsoft's vision. I mean, it's taken a little bit time. A little bit time to get there. Uh, XCloud's still in beta, and they talked some big numbers in that article. Uh, you know, ten million players over like six thousand devices. They bringing it to more countries. They even mentioned how Brazil. They the demand was so incredible in Brazil. They even had to. Um, they had to like dedicate more servers there or whatever like they had like wait times in brazil like or or whatever like this is basically microsoft's vision of gaming for the future starting to really show itself and it's the Fortnite thing i don't know where they were really where to classify it because like yeah Fortnite's not an ios and android anymore but now it is through xbox game streaming but is any like do the people who couldn't play it anymore do they even know that it's back you know what i mean like if you're like 15 years old and you're playing on your phone and it was taken away are you even aware that it's back through xbox game streaming well i suppose like a it'd have to be really good b it'd have to spread by word of mouth and c that after actually like marketing and stuff so like if i go if i go to fortnite's twitter Fortnite has a tweet about this stuff, you know, and, you know, I suppose probably not a huge amount of Fortnite players actually actively look at the Twitter page. And in fact, if I'm like, 
looking at the Twitter page, it's actually buried. There's, they've done like a load of tweets about skins and other stuff. They retweeted Xbox Wire a little while ago, which has 3,000 likes or whatever. But like, let me look at Fortnite's Instagram. I want to see. I want to see if um, they've actually been pushing it themselves, because presumably, and it's it's kind of ironic, right? It's um because Fortnite, the whole reason Fortnite got into a spat with Apple and Google was because they didn't want to pay the the store tax, right? But presumably they are going to be paying Microsoft some kind of tax for microtransactions for this service because cloud servers ain't free and Microsoft ain't a charity and they're not going to be doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They're going to be like, you know, well, if we are going to do this, if we are going to provide you with the cloud servers to make Fortnite happen on phones, you're going to have to give us a cut of the microtransactions, which is what Fortnite wanted to avoid in the first place, right? Um... So I suppose it begs the question, are they actually like actively seeking to um, avoid this stuff? But does Fortnite, Fortnite even exist on Instagram? It doesn't seem to. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, it's interesting that it's like basically, uh, you know, Tim Sweeney was it's like, we're back on iOS or whatever because they was taken down. And, uh, and I guess anybody who wants to play Fortnite on android and stuff is would be happy and ios um there's no mention of it on their 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 instagram which is really intriguing but you know we talked about or at least tom warren's mentioned that the goal is for you to play every game that you own on it's like you own in your digital library in the future well fortnite would then be part of that wouldn't it so it's like this was bound to happen regardless just like yeah, you would assume Warzone will come or Apex Legends simply because they're they would be games that you own. Um yeah. you know it's funny cuz I I see I see a lot of people using the narrative now that Xbox is getting out of the hardware business again because of the streaming stick and all that stuff. Why is this always a thing? I don't know. I mean we we literally Phil literally talked about having a plurality of business models. And that's Microsoft's whole thing is like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You got to have as many business models as you, as possible in order to like thrive in different ways. And that's why Microsoft will continue to have a hardware business. They literally make laptops. Microsoft makes laptops. Think about how absurd that is. They, they compete with Dell and HP, who they also sell Windows licenses to. They do it because they can and because they want to and because they want to... They want to compete and push push these manufacturers to make better products. Ultimately, that's why services are priced so damn high, is because like they're like, yeah, these are the aspirational devices, and Microsoft's still going to do that for Xbox too. They're still going to make hardware. They're not going to stop making hardware just because they've got streaming stuff now. But you know, you you can't tell people that for whatever reason. But I digress. So I think it's interesting that Fortnite doesn't mention the fact that it's on that it's streaming on their Instagram because their Instagram account is way bigger than their Twitter account. Like, why is there no mention of it? It's a bit weird. I don't know. But speaking of the new hardware, so got Jeff Grubb saying new hardware is coming, streaming sick. Tom Warren talking about a puck. You mentioned in your, your article in January, I guess the question then becomes, seems like this is a thing streaming sick. 
reveal is it revealed during summer showcase to talk about the future of xbox and all this stuff or is it a separate announcement later in the year when it's ready to come out what do you think I think they won't announce it at the show. I think the show will be focused on games. And I think if they do talk about it, they'll do it in a blog post and maybe a, a sort of sit-down event where they talk about Cloud. Maybe they sit down with um, Christine. I think, her name, I think her name's Christine. I'm pretty drunk right now, so my brain's not functioning exactly. Oh, but... this is... Guys, this is the time... You get your super chats and questions <laughs> into Jez because he's starting to get a little drunk, which means he'll get a little leaky. I get a little leaky. You get a little but leaky I, when this happens. Yeah. But maybe they'll talk about that in the post show. Maybe they're like, yeah, we're making a stream. I mean, they stick, said they're going to talk about the stuff in the coming months. You know, if they're going to talk about the future of Xbox around E3, like, this is the future of Xbox everywhere. Like, yeah. is that something you, you, you have the world's eyes on you as you talk about your gaming lineup? Do you also mention, hey, Later this year, you'll be able to play these games with $30 streaming puck thingamajig. Plug it in there and play your stuff. Yeah. You know, or do they do they do it a different time? I don't know. Something to think about. So you got new hardware coming, uh, even though it's just a, a puck. You know, it's interesting that this guy got picked up because he called it a puck. Like, oh, it's a puck, you know? Uh well, I, I wrote in my article that it's like a Chromecast, which is a puck. Mm, Although okay. I called it a stick because I just think the hardware is called a stick. But yeah, it, it's it sounds like it's a Chromecast. It's like got a little cable. It's got a little sort of puck shaped like a Chromecast. I, I don't know if they do it, do it that way because it's better for Wi-Fi wi- wi- signal or something. Also, it's it seems to be running on some sort of slimmed down version of the Xbox operating system. I was wondering if it was going to be Android based or something like that, but it doesn't seem to be. But, but yeah, it's a it's a thing, and it's coming, and it's going yeah. to run XCloud, and it's going to be pretty cool. I yeah, suppose. you know what's really cool? If you guys would do us a big favor and hit that like button, that's uh, it's free. It helps us out a lot. And uh, yeah, if if you need any anything for Manscaped dot com, you know you got you got cologne, you got boxers, you got stuff to trim that missionary position or other <laughs> positions to make it feel better code xb2 oh at manscaped.com we appreciate all the support you guys are awesome uh humdrum he says s jazz about on unreal engine 5 did you see josh Shore's tweet yeah i did and you in fact had a prediction with regards to this how it could affect the game i didn't have a prediction i didn't say anything I said I sent you the thing no, about did. Unreal Engine Five, that. and that some people were speculating that this means Avowed is further out and it won't be at the show this year, which I disagree with. Hmm. Well, didn't you also say that you think that it could be delayed as a result of this? No, I did not say that at all. What are you talking about? Who said that then? That wasn't me. Are you saying Avowed oh, is delayed? On. Am I getting it mixed up with? Oh, I think I'm getting it mixed up with that other game that got delayed for switching to Unreal Friday. Oh yeah, like the the number one most wish wish list of game on Steam or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, it was supposed I, to come I'm out soon, and then it, and then they switched to Unreal Engine Five, and then it got delayed till like next year. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what that's, that's where a lot of people's fears that with Avowed potentially switching to Unreal Engine Five means that it might not come next year, and it might not be at the showcase. 
which I disagree with on both counts. But I guess we'll find out, and uh, you know, I guess we'll find out on June twelfth. Which Jazz they announced some uh, fan fest watch parties. What do you think about this? Yeah, fan fest watch parties. Um, I've never been for fan fest because I'm not allowed because Microsoft hates me. Mm. So, so have you, you been to FanFest? Yeah, I've been I went to FanFest in 2016. So this time they're doing the FanFest uh watch parties and uh four cities, Los Angeles, Madrid, Toronto, and Melbourne. So wow, Los Angeles, no California, Madrid, I believe is in Spain, Toronto, Canada, and Melbourne, Australia. You could basically go to the website um FanFest or whatever and you you know you you say you're interested, and I think they picked 250 people for Los Angeles, and it's a virtual watch party. But who knows if there's any sort of thing afterwards? Uh, you know, people people are hoping there's some sort of you know like event. Uh, I saw Major Nelson said that he'll be at the Australian one to, uh, to meet fans and stuff. So can't believe they snubbed Britain. Yeah, How I mean, mean is that? whatever. You're not that important. Wow. You're not that important at all. But uh, wow. so Josh Sawyer's tweet, did you see that? I didn't see his tweet, but I did hear that they're switching to Unreal Engine 5. Well, Josh Sawyer's tweet said he's really happy with his game or something. Oh, Pentiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm super intrigued about this game. I don't know a damn thing about it, but... He tweeted out... Uh, like... He tweeted out... Um, did he delete it? No. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Yeah, me tweets almost as much as you. <laughs> uh, Wait. I can't find it. I don't know. He tweeted it yesterday, and now I don't see it. Oh, he says, uh, feeling good about the game I'm working on, by the way, with an emoji. Uh, I am like... emoji. Yeah, Josh Sawyer is pretty much a genius. So if he's pretty, if he's hyped up about it, you know it's going to be good. Yeah, I actually think Pillars of Eternity is like one of the best games ever made. I really do believe that. Uh, Ultra Watts says, "Which of the project names from the Jez, not Contraband, most likely to show up at the showcase?" Best Xbox podcast. Thank you both. So he wants to know what project names will show up at the show. Uh, you mentioned you thought Project Belfry could be there, right? I think Belfry be there. Yeah. Uh, do you think any other ones will be there? I don't think Project Dragon will be there. Um, that what about that uh, Wu Tang game? What Project Wu Tang? What whatever project name that is? Do you Shaolin. 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 Do you think Project Shaolin will Dude, be there? Every time we podcast, I think, damn, I need to really organize really all these do. rumors into because I can't keep I most of them straight bother. in my head. Like I, I'm going off the top of my head on that stuff, and I, I blank on a lot of these things. Um. Project Vonnegut. Vonnegut. Project, Vonnegut's uh, the Shadow Run. I think Project Midnight will be there. Yeah, I think Midnight that's the that's too. the compulsion game. Um, isn't, <sighs> isn't there some like real time strategy games that might be there or four X games? Indus. Indus. Or Indus. Maybe. Indus. Do they even? Indus. Maybe they show those at some Jeff Keighley show. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. maybe. Um, I just want to see everything. Show me every game. I just want to see. I want to see Blizzard on Xbox's stage. 
In fact, just make the whole show about Warcraft. Oh, Jesus two Christ, hours, two go. hours about Warcraft, and then maybe like 15, 15 minutes dedicated mm. to the rest. So, fun speculation says, "Great show, fellas!" And 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 him super chatting just reminded me I didn't talk about my uh, brush with fame with being in some articles. Like I mentioned before, <laughs> I was in Pong and Mavs podcast, and I mentioned how difficult it's me to kind of think about what's going to come at this show that's difficult to predict where the last two years were was really easy this year it's really difficult because they have so many projects that they can show if they wanted to but i'm not sure yeah. which ones are going to be there because they could go anyway and because like they might be saving something for gamescom they might be saving something for xo 2022 if they do one they might be saving something for the game awards and if they have any other I you know have heard that they will be at gamescom this year okay they have a presence so because gamescom actually has an in-person event this year against uh against all uh probably better judgment but i've heard xbox will be at gamescom so maybe they will save something for gamescom so really? what i was saying was essentially that to back up what i was saying like it's difficult is that i had heard from somebody that essentially virtually every Xbox studio submitted something for E3, right? <gasps> Rand Al Insider. No, 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 no. Number like wow. let, let me clarify Rand in, this. Rand the Insider confirms let, that let me every this. single game no. will be. A Number one, game. I didn't say all. I said almost all because oh. there's some that this person told me didn't. But then again, it's just one person, and that's the thing. I don't know if it's true. I was just oh. which having some good times with my with my boys Mav and Pong. We were talking about the showcase, and we we're talking about how difficult it is because of how many games are there. And I had just passed on a rumor I had heard, and then suddenly it's like blown up on games, you know, like Games Radar and and WCCF Tech. Like Randall Thor nineteen says every game. Studio games gonna, radar covered it. Not games radar. What? Whoever. I don't know. Comic. Comic book.com. There was a few. Oh, of them. And people were like talking <laughs> about it on different podcasts and stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, I hate this. I'm sick to my stomach. I don't know how you deal with this stuff because it's just one person. Really? Well, Aww. because it was just one person. If I had heard it from three or four, I'd be in a different, different like mindset. Like when I heard about Horizon Zero Dawn coming to PC. I'd heard it from like six or seven people. Like I basically knew it was happening when we had heard that Halo Infinite. Because people forget, we were teasing Halo Infinite's multiplayer was going to be free to play for quite some time, and oh. we felt confident about it because I had heard we had heard that from like four or five different people. Right? I always like to hear things from multiple people before I like think this is true. And even when I do hear from multiple people, sometimes I'm just like, I don't believe this still happens. Uh, I remember when you told me that when we had found out that they were buying Bethesda, I didn't believe it until it actually was announced. You know what oh I mean? Oh my God, you didn't believe me? No, I believed you. I'm just saying I didn't like, there's this thought process where it's like, <laughs> oh, this isn't real. And then it happens, right? So yeah, I was just, look, I heard it from one person. <laughs> I know Cloberal said he, he also heard it. Uh, but like I said, does it mean everything is going to show, like, does that mean it's all going to show up at E3? No, of course not. Things are going to get held back. They have Gamescom. They might cut stuff and save it for there. They have XO to think about. 
They have other shows potentially planned for next year. Like, so even if all the studios submitted something, it doesn't mean you're going to see something from all the studios. And it doesn't even mean you what you what you want to see. Like, if Playground Games submitted something, like if I said Playground Games submitted something, people would immediately say, oh, we're going to see Fable. But more likely, it's you're going to see a trailer for Forza Horizon 5 DLC, right? Wow. That's kind of what it is. So, you know, I just wanted to clarify uh, that uh, that's what I was talking about. So, I don't know. Maybe I need to make a video about it. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I will make a video tomorrow about it. Who knows? I just think you're the biggest insider in the world. I wish I'd written an article about that. I should have written an article that was like... Randall Insider, the biggest Xbox. Do not. No, do not. Do not do confirm, that. Confirm do not do that. that every single Xbox studio has something to show at E3. That's what I should have done. Yeah. No? Yeah. No. Anyways, <laughs> um, you know, I think that's a probably a good spot to end the show. Uh, I don't really looking at here. I don't really think we have any more topics to discuss. So if anybody has any questions or anything else you want us to talk about, make sure you put them in the chat. Remember, Jez is drunk. So put your questions there. We'll do our best to answer it. If you do us a big favor, if you enjoyed the podcast, on your way out, make sure you hit the like button. And, uh, you know, this will be up on the podcast apps a little bit later on. And if you're listening to those, we appreciate you just as much as everybody here live on YouTube. Uh, Do us a favor and, and review it on Spotify and on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Um, that'd help out uh, a great deal. And, um, oh, well, yeah, one other thing. Uh, the time for the length, rather, of the Xbox Bethesda Showcase is not set in stone, Jez. Is it not? Uh, no. Uh, Greenberg said that they still haven't decided. Or it's not set in stone how long it is. Because they said, oh, hey... Uh, basically, if you add the calendar from Xbox.com, it says an hour and a half, but he said that it's not set in stone, that it's 90 minutes. Maybe it's a little bit longer than that, or maybe it's shorter. So, Well, if I look at... Because um, I put a poll up on Windows Central Gaming tweets. Let me see what... I asked people how long the the show should be in mm-hmm. a, with a poll. And let's see what the vote looks like. Uh, God, where is it now? God, we put out a lot of content. Okay, so there's been 13,000, what, 14,000 votes almost about how long should the Xbox showcase be. And uh, uh, the options were one hour, 1.5 hours, two hours, or five plus hours. What what do you think got the most votes? Two hours. Yes, you're yeah. correct. By a significant margin, uh, 40% of people would be happy with a two-hour-long showcase. And I think I, I personally would be as well. I don't know why Microsoft does 90 minutes unless like they just don't have enough content to fill two hours. But I, I would be totally cool with two hours of just raw Xbox goodness. I would be totally down for that. But I'm surprised that a significant amount of people put five-plus hours. Now, sure, they're maybe trolling, but... Yes, Can I think they're trolling. No, nobody, want, nobody really wants a five-hour show. So I would watch a five-hour show about upcoming Warcraft content, to be fair. But anyway, I digress. Mm. Um, no, nobody wants a, a one-hour show. Only 9.6%. Uh, 
But uh, I would ho- I would hope that it ends up being two hours because I think that two hours of just like raw content I think would really really kill the the narrative that Xbox doesn't have a lot of stuff coming. You know, even if like some of it's further out. I think they should just yolo it and just give us the full blown roadmap. Even if they're just like, yeah, this game's further out, whatever. I think that's fine. You know? That they announced Elder Scrolls Six for God's sake. And we know that ain't coming for like a million years. I don't care if like they're just like, yeah, you know, Project Dragon's probably not coming till twenty twenty four, twenty five or whatever. But I think that game could be closer than we think, actually. But um but yeah. I can't even remember what the original discussion was about now. Mm. Well, let's get some of these uh, questions. Um, Axel says, uh, can you guys talk about the Fury dev skipping Xbox on DLC content? Oh, right. Yeah, that was a big thing this week. Uh, they yeah, got, I tweeted that out. They got new, t- and, um, new content coming, and it's on every platform except for, except for Xbox, and they said that uh, they had prioritized platforms and there wasn't a lot of interest in the game on Xbox, so they're not making it. So... And then, of course, this led to PlayStation fans saying this is why you need to buy games and why Game Pass is going to be the death of the industry and the death of Xbox, and it's turned into this whole thing, and it's just like, it's just some indie game DLC. Like, it's not good that it's skipping the platform, um, but, yeah. Um, I um, I tweeted about that. I tweeted that um, it's not a good look, and... Oftentimes we see games missing out on Xbox and skipping Xbox over arbitrarily for the platforms or whatever. And um, but someone at Xbox reached out to me and they were like, you know, from our analysis, you know, we see we don't see this happening that often. And from our analysis, you know, just as many games prioritize Xbox first than they do PlayStation. And I looked at my inbox on uh, Gmail. And on Gmail, if you like, and uh, well, probably any search engine, but if you like, if you search with quotation marks and then do like a minus quotation mark, you can sort of like eliminate key phrases from the search. And I ser- I search for I search for emails that I got from publishers where it was like Xbox wasn't in the body, and it was just like yeah, PlayStation, Nintendo, but no Xbox. And there was like a fairly large amount of games that came to PlayStation first that skipped over Xbox. But then I did the I did the reverse search as well for PlayStation, and there was still quite a lot of games that actually skipped PlayStation first and uh, prioritized Xbox. So I think it's because like Xbox and PlayStation have fairly divergent sort of development pipelines. That's maybe some indie devs just are just like, you know, we prioritize one platform over the other, you know. But like it is interesting that no indie devs seem to skip Nintendo. Indie, well, you think, supposedly indies sell the best on on their on Nintendo, so and well on PC. Do you, think, do you think that's because Nintendo has no competition from AAA games? Part of it. I also think mobile is a big thing. Being able like to take, the, the take games, the games work, mo- like yeah. smaller games work better on mobile. Well, or? no, just that like you can take you know it on the go and play your games on the go and stuff. So. That just, for me, raises the argument that Microsoft should make a handheld. Oh, maybe they should. Maybe if, if they want to, if they want to do this Xbox everywhere thing, they need a handheld. I'm yeah. sorry, like, do it. They need a handheld. Make yeah. a handheld, Microsoft. Just do it. Just do it. Um. Yeah, it's not good when stuff skips. Uh. Although that game was a late port to Xbox, 
And I think most 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 times late points don't do well because people just kind of like, oh, you skip my platform, we'll screw you. So yeah, and the, the sort of hype is over as well. Uh, I think ten- uh, I what's it called? Oddworld Soulstorm suffered from that a bit. Yeah, most likely. Well, also because a lot of people got it for free on PlayStation Plus, so it was just kind of like, oh uh, yeah, we we don't need to play it on Xbox. 10K says, do you think Final Fantasy VII Remake hasn't come to Xbox despite the exclusivity expiring because Square Enix and Sony are talking to each other about an acquisition and they don't want a death loop scenario? I mean, that's possible. Maybe Square Enix is just like, they're just so done with Xbox because they know they're selling to Sony. I doubt no, that. It's certainly possible. I doubt that. I think it's just, I think Sony just kept on paying for exclusivity of that game. I don't think it is. I don't think yeah, Occam's Razor, you know, usually the simplest explanation is, is the correct one. I don't think it has anything nefarious to do, like, with Sony and, and Screen Enix talking about acquisition stuff. It's just... Dude, Occam's Razor, are you telling me that not everything is a massive conspiracy yes. and that usually just things are just obvious? I think it's just... They... Ram, that's boring. I know it is, but I think that's just what happens. It's like Sony made... I think Sony yeah, made... I don't the... like that. The conscious choice to make play, to make Final Fantasy uh, PlayStation to be the console for Final Fantasy, like you see it nah. with you see yeah, it with uh, Final Fantasy sixteen being exclusive, uh, Forspoken kind of even though it's not Final Fantasy kind of bears a resemblance. I don't know. I just I just I feel like the easier explanation is just that Sony paid for them not to put it out. I mean, it's not even isn't even on Steam at this. Isn't it only on Epic still? It didn't come to Steam, yeah. right? Dude, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. I, I just think I just think Sony paid for extended the exclusivity of it, and Square's more. I mean, they have the relationship where all their big AAA Japanese stuff is already exclusive to PlayStation, so they're probably not sweating the lost sales from Xbox because they're getting compensated from Square or from PlayStation. So. I'm low-key tempted to get myself blacklisted by writing an article that's like why I hate these publishers and just do like an article that's just like, these are the reasons I hate Square Enix. These are the reasons I hate Ubisoft. These are the reasons I hate EA. And these are the reasons I hate Activision. Man, mm-hmm. I, wonder how, I wonder how quickly I'd get blacklisted if I did that, but I don't know. But yeah, Square Enix is so risk-averse that they sort of like, they prioritize platforms that give them give them you know upfront money or whatever but you know you mentioned that people are using this stuff to create a narrative that get game pass bad you know and i saw people were doing that with um the outriders thing because outriders outriders launched into game pass right and like that the fact that it launched into game pass was credited with the initial burst of interest it got because nobody really cared about outriders until it was in game pass honestly but the fact that it hasn't been that it hasn't broken even has led to accusations that it hasn't broken even because of game pass because nobody wanted to buy it but that flies in the face of everything that microsoft has said about game pass mm. the game pass creates a viral effect over games and doesn't affect retail sales negatively and stuff and um someone on microsoft told me that the only thing that seems to affect games performance is the metacritic score like it's it's just the same it's just the same as um you know uh any game or any scenario that a game will sell better at retail if it reviews better and a game will sell game will do better in game pass if it 
reviews well. Basically, if a game is good, it'll do well. You know, Game Pass isn't isn't like a shot in the arm that will save a bad game at the end of the day or a mediocre game. Because I actually quite enjoyed Outriders and I thought like it had potential to be something more than it was if Square Enix supported it properly, but they didn't. You know, yeah. and it's been a year since a whole year to get a DLC for that game is just not going to work. Uh, Humdrung says, "Avowed is delayed. What the f?" Uh, no, I didn't. No, 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 no. We didn't say that. I didn't say that. Jazz was just confused about the other game. So, yeah, it is. I have, well, Avowed cannot be delayed because they haven't actually announced the launch date for it. So you know, we just speculated that maybe the switch to Unreal. Well, no, could've... people speculated that. I... People speculated. Yeah, people were like. Well, if we you switch no to Unreal Engine 5, maybe it's not coming next year. I still think it's coming next year. I think it's I think 100% going to be at the uh, the show this year. So I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, Whittier says, what games do you th- post on uh, Jeff Keighley's Game Fest? I mean, geez, oh. they got the, the Games Fest thing. I, I would imagine Xbox might might throw Jeff a bone. Maybe uh, they'll maybe have a couple smaller announcements there. Um, that's true. I don't know, like Callisto Protocol seems like a like a what was gonna be shown off there. I mean who knows? I mean it's just I'm it could be a lot of stuff. By that game. Gonna, there could be a lot of games at the Jeff Keeley's thing, so I'm gonna be watching. Uh Danilis says, Whatever happened to the remaster of the braid game they were advertising for next gen consoles? Were they advertising a braid remake or braid remaster? I don't know. Huh. Why would you remake braid? It's like Flash game, 2D graphics. No, but stuff. I mean, no, I, no, I didn't mean remake, but like a remaster. But like one, I don't uh, think that braid? game needs braid, like John uh, braid from um Phil Fish, yeah. right? Is that Phil Fish or is no, that Fez? Jonathan Blow? The Jonathan, Jonathan Blow, yeah. yeah, yeah. The braid anniversary edition sort of revamps the visuals and stuff a bit. I'm looking at the trailer now, so it's sort of like. Yeah, it looks like they've enhanced oh, so, some so of the visuals. So this was real. Yeah, it was real. Braid Anniversary Edition. When was did it... in 2021. So maybe oh, it's man. just still being made. When's the anniversary though? Like what's the do you, when did it, when did Braid launch? 2008. Oh, so what would be the what would <laughs> be the anniversary? 2028. 20 so 15 uh, years 15 years would be 2023. Yeah, fifteen year anniversary, I guess. I, guess, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, they could they could just do like a fourteen year anniversary if they want to be completely random about it. Yeah, God, has it really been that long since that game's come out? I feel old. Yeah, Jesus Christ, I feel old. Two thousand eight. Oh my lord. Braid um, was sweet, man. Braid is a really cool game. Is it is on backwards compatibility? I think it is, right? Uh, I want to say Braid is, is yeah. Calorix says, great show as always. What do you think the chances are that Embracer picks up iOwner Active instead of Xbox? Would be ironic in my opinion. That'd be devastating if they did. Um, but I think it's entirely possible in this climate. I think the, the thing about the Activision deal is that Microsoft sort of, they're treading through very sort of treacherous waters right now. Like it's it's become a whole meme to attack big tech right now. And even though Microsoft has no social media platforms except for LinkedIn, they still get lumped in with the sort of more nefarious companies like Facebook and Google and Apple, who do have monopolies, who do have predatory monopolies. 
And I think it's totally unfair that Microsoft gets painted with the same brush because Windows is a completely open platform that anyone can develop for and anyone can make a business on. And I don't think like some of these boomer politicians really appreciate and understand that fact. But um, for whatever reason, they get tarred with the same brush and, you know, they get, they're going to have the same, the same kind of scrutiny just because they're a really like massive company and they've, you know, they've benefited from capitalism more so than most companies out there. So, you know, maybe it's fair that they get scrutinized at the end of the day, but mm. you know, I can't even remember what my original talking point was about. It's gotten that bad. You're rambling jazz. I'm rambling. You know, you know, like that point where you're drunk that there's like, there's this sort of equilibrium when, when you're drunk, where it's like, you're drunk in you. You're drunk the perfect amount where it sort of enhances everything, and like you can play games better because you don't overthink and you're more relaxed. And it's like I'm not going to overthink this shot. I'm just going to take it, and then it works. And it's like oh my god, I'm really good at this. But then you go a little bit too far, and then you stop being good at games. <laughs> I'm kind of there right now. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's keep let's keep getting these questions. Uh, clicks yeah. Bridge Dricks. Clicks Bridge. He says, if Xbox still keeps games with gold service, do you think they will add Series X and S games in the future? He thinks uh, so. If they keep games with gold, do you think they'll start adding Series X and S games in the future? And I thought about that, and I I, re- I, I thought like, oh yeah, they still give three sixty games. In, in the thing and it's like maybe they should you know i don't They've know they're gonna be running out with 360 games to put yeah, in I, I, I doubt it there's so many 360 games that they could put in there and old xbox one games i just yeah. feel like i just feel like microsoft just pays the bare minimum it's like here's 20 bucks and that's your games with gold uh you know your budget for for the month because the games with gold stuff has been awful awful and i think it's sort of time you need to move away from the 360 like if you want to do xbox one games and series x games and like that's great but like 360 games now like what we're how many years are we removed from the 360 Uh, we're so removed from the 360 at this point i do think like when they when they close the activision deal they probably will revisit some of these games I, i really really badly want singularity on the backwards compatibility simulator. That was like Ooh. the uh, emulator. That was the singularity was the only game I didn't get. That was on my list of games that I wanted. Singularity was the only one. And I want to, I want to hope that if they do land Activision Blizzard, that we do get singularity on backwards compatibility. Cause it just adds value. You know, it's, it's why wouldn't you, you know, it's, it's easy to do potentially. Um, I suppose they have to test it, but I don't see why you know games like Bioshock work. Then Singularity wouldn't. Singularity was so fucking good. Yeah, though. Singularity was great. So underrated, painfully underrated. Let's get it. Let's a get a Singularity game. two going. You know, Singularity two by mm. Raven. Mm. Fucking that would yeah, make the, that would make the Activision that. Blizzard deal worth it. Singularity two. You know. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be worth it to me. Not, not Candy Crush. The, to me, the game to that me, Jez, you're the one that money. wants to talk about World of Warcraft and Blizzard all the time, like they matter. But Blizzard's like the best dev in yeah. the world. Uh-huh. Still, 
No. Blizzard like had the worst few years of its of its like lifespan, but they still make the best games. Like it's just a fact, baby. Except you just talked all the smack about Overwatch too, so. Yeah, I'm not happy with some of the changes. Yeah, in Overwatch. Uh-huh. Best well, edit, best best dev ever. Doing an Overwatch, I'm still, I'm still, doing a, yeah, doing, a to, doing a sequel to doing a sequel doing a sequel to a game that really sh- should be an update. Uh, but they're but oh, Bobby Kotick's like no sequel. We, we can't well, that's have just... Kotick. Yeah, yeah. The only reason Destiny Two exists is because of Kotick, and I don't know what it is about him with his like everything's got to have a sequel. They're they're doing Warzone Two, aren't they? I didn't imagine that, right? Mm, yeah, they are doing a new Warzone. Uh huh. That's like why? Because it's going to be optimized for what well, what is current gen. But why not just update the current war zone? That's what a normal company would do. Mm. But Kotick just wants to slap a sequel on everything for some reason. You know what's interesting Mark- is the thought well. process behind this. Like, I pl- stopped playing Overwatch. I have no interest in Overwatch. And if the Overwatch 2 content was just in Overwatch 1, I wouldn't care. But now that there's going to be an Overwatch 2, me and my friends are going to play it. And it's something we Why? would never. We, it's something because it's a new game. This is the thing that me it's and my. Not. But here's the thing. This is the thing my, me and my friends always talk about, right? If we 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 all we we played like 250 hours, 300 hours in like Rainbow Six Siege, right? But we got bored of it, and we'll never go back to the game. However, if, if they, they made slapped a two on it, then you would. But if they made Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege two, we'd all be back. Day one, we we we've completely fallen off of Warzone because we played it for two hundred plus hours. But you want to know that. something? We'll all be it. back day one for Warzone two, Jazz. What? Why? I don't know. It's just maybe it's just a a, a boomer thing. Just something new. <laughs> it's just something new instead of the same thing updated over and over and over and over again. None I of just us... want the same thing updated over and over and over again. I'm, I'm down just, for that. I'm just saying, I'll be there day one for Warzone two, and I'll be I, I'll be there for Overwatch two. You know, but uh, that's oh, I don't God. know. I know that's kind of weird, but that's just kind of it how, is weird how we roll, man. So maybe Kotick, maybe Kotick's right then. Maybe people I think there's do some. I think there's sequel. some gamers that fall off a game and then never go back, but they would go back if there was a sequel because it feels fresh. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think people. But just... I think I, I say I say that that it's stupid. But then I've done it with Call of Duty, you know. And I've just been like, yeah, fucking man. I've probably sworn so much on this show that you're going to get demonetized now. But I've just been like, just because it feels somehow new and fresh, then yeah, I I kind of get that. But at the same time, it's like. I've been playing World of Warcraft for 18 years and it's had the same engine basically for 18 years. And I still play it. So I don't know. Yeah, okay, let's see what else we got here. Um Let's podcast for another 2 hours, man. I don't know about that. John says, "Do you think Project Mara or anything from Double Fine will be there?" I think it's probably too early for Double Fine. Um Do you think it's too early for Double Fine? Unless they're announcing like a Banjo Kazooie remake or something, I don't think Double Fine would do Banjo. Surely they'd do their own stuff. I don't think yeah. they want to do other people's stuff. Uh, Handle the Jandal says, "Will the Elite Series Three controller be announced?" 
I think like if they do have an Elite Series three to announce, um, they'll probably like they'll probably do it in like a sort of in the after show, and they'll probably talk about the Elite Series three, and they'll talk about um, uh, the streaming stick, and they'll sort of do the hardware as a sort of separate thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they'll announce that at the show unless they're going to make it two hours long. You know, and I've just I've just tweeted at Aaron Greenberg that it should be a two hour long show. I did see that. So tweet. if you, yeah, if you guys want it to be a two hour two hour long show, jump on Twitter and start start mm-hmm. annoying Aaron yeah. Greenberg about it. Hey, speaking about Twitter, speaking about Twitter, just check check the DM I just sent you really quickly. Oh no! Just, oh, just no. check it. Just check it. Check You'll it, like check it. it. You'll like it. Uh, oh, snap, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Stokin says, "I'm about to start having an existential dilemma, dude. I'm I'm in a potent. What's that word now? You can't even Perpetu- speak. You're slurring your speech. I am, yeah, I am. I'm in a perpetual state of existential dilemma, mate. But yeah, you know, it's funny because I lit- I was talking to someone today about alcohol. And I mentioned that my my mom has quit alcohol, which is which is shock. You know, alcohol is quite big in my family, and my mom has quit alcohol, and I was really really proud of her and impressed. And then my friend was like, you know, like we were just talking about alcohol, and then I realized I have all this alcohol that I haven't drank, and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to drink some on the podcast now. Now I'm absolutely wasted and because i haven't drank in a while it's affecting me quite a lot even though i haven't mm. drank john g says y'all dope <laughs> you remember for 14 months i can't wait for the show any guest host ideas for the big podcast oh we'll have to think more about that um i, I actually was thinking about that we okay. should do like we should do a show that is xbox era and defining duke and xbox 2 and oh, make geez. it like the xbox six or something mm, the xbox six huh yeah because i i really like the defining duke guys you know Cognito, i i, I, I asked cognito to come on but he can't why not because he's working for meta wait he can't do podcasts anymore well he can't do guest podcasts for now because i fuck? yeah i asked him to come on he's oh. like you know i would but i can't right now so it's because, like, if he comes on with us, he knows that our fucking call Meta shit company. Like, I don't know are. if it's that, but <laughs> nah, just... Meta's not bad. It's just Zuckerberg that's bad. If they got rid of Zuckerberg. They could like make it make it a good company, but um, shit, man, I'm fucking wasted. Yeah, man. I know. Bear says, "Will any of you live stream the not E3 Microsoft showcase?" I I did last year. I'll probably do it again this year. It was it dude. Was fun. I'd be so down for that. Oh yeah, do it together. Should Ooh, we do it be... together? Well, you, you're going to be busy with work though. You're going to be writing up all the articles from nah, all the things that are announced. Nah, I'll have my minions do that. No, you won't. You won't have your minions. Your minions. I will. I will. My you... minions will do that. I'll get Matt Brown. Matt Brown will just do all that. Shout uh, out to Matt. James Rigg in the super chat says, "Jazz, what's your favorite World of Warcraft class? Mage for the win." I'm a demonology warlock, and I have been for over a decade. It's dude, it's so crazy. Like 
how long I've been playing WoW. Like, there's just no other game that sort of affects me like WoW does. Like, even when I'm not playing WoW, I still read the news about this game. It's more than a game to me. It's like a lifestyle. There are probably, there's probably parts of my brain, a cluster of neurons that are specifically dedicated to Warcraft. You know, you have no idea what this game means to me. I will never stop playing this game. It's more than a game to me. It's, it's, it's a lifestyle, you know, but, um, yeah, demonology will look, and I'm, I'm going to somehow figure out how to make Rand play as well. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> you can try, but oh. it's not going to happen. Um, Bailey wants to know if we, you should expect something from Minecraft or anything from Mojang to be at the show. Typically, Mojang sort of does its like, what do they call it? Minecraft Live mm-hmm. show, where they do, they sort of do their, their own like separate showcase where they, they talk about like all their games and stuff like that. Um, but they have been at the Xbox showcase before when they've had like maybe smaller updates to share. And because they, do you remember that really weird year where they did the, the HoloLens demo at E3, the Minecraft HoloLens demo? I remember that, yeah. Yeah, that was like so random. And then the, that wasn't the, that they did that whole demo and then it never even became a thing. Yep. <laughs> well, it's not the only time they've done something that hadn't become a thing because they, they talked about the Minecraft super duper graphics thing that never happened. Oh man, that's so painful. I still get asked about that from time to time. And then they finally put ray tracing in the Series X and S version, and then they took it out and they were like, sorry, that's not real, or whatever it was on Twitter. Yeah, like uh, Zachary Body, who's uh, one of my colleagues, who's an awesome, awesome guy, he wrote, uh, he wrote a bunch of articles crit- criticizing Mojang for sort of not supporting Xbox very much. You know, it's it's so absurd to me that Minecraft is literally Microsoft's biggest IP, like bigger than Halo. And Xbox isn't the premier platform for the game. It's so strange. Like JavaScript, literally the JavaScript version has more features than the Xbox version of Minecraft. That is absurd to me. Like, I have no idea in what universe that makes any sense. Like, why would you make two consoles that support ray tracing and shaders and not have your number one game support these features? I don't get it. Especially after you announce the the super duper graphics pack, not only with like a regular trailer, but you make a whole fucking musical about the super duper graphics pack and then you cancel it. That is some wild shit. I don't think any game in history has had an announcement that was a musical and then got cancelled. That is like a world first type of thing. So yeah, I'm triggered about that. And I will continue to be triggered about that until we do get the Super Duper Graphics Pack or some sort of equivalent experience on Xbox because it just makes no fucking sense to me. Oh well. Hey, Bear wants to know if you're going to be in Gamescom uh, this year. I'm sort of weighing up going to gamescom i think i probably will go to gamescom because i honestly miss shows i've i've gotten to that point now where it's been like i really just want to go to a show again and meet people and see games and do that whole thing like there there was a there was a point where i was like man i just 
the sheer amount of work and stress that is involved with covering multiple games at once with managing multiple embargoes all at once is it's 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 palpable there's a lot of stress there but it's also amazing and like a privilege to to hang out with all these amazing people like i met john romero and you know all these other devs i met joseph Staten and rod ferguson like all these fucking industry legends and i'm just like there, like pretending pretending to be somebody <laughs> and it's like did you just pour hey, yourself I love another you. drink i did jesus i'm gonna have I just to, drink I'm, it. I'm gonna have to end the show just for your well-being why Nah, let's let's podcast for another hour, man. Jeez. Fuck it. Caitlin says I heard Rand talking about missionary of the speakers in my car, and I'm here now. <laughs> and that was that was a while ago. Uh, that that was funny. Um, Josh says, "Where's Fall Guys?" Good question. Who knows? Yeah, Who's... what happened to that? Where, I don't know. Was the, did they announce that with a, a projected launch? They were supposed anything? to come in like summer of last year or fall of last year or whatever. Remember? Man, Fall Guys dropped off, man. Like, even Among Us dropped off. Like, I looked at um, Among Us Steam stats and uh, Twitch streaming viewers, and, like, nobody gives a shit about that game anymore. It's really funny, like, how, how games, like, trend and then go out of fashion, like like clothes, you know? Yeah. Um, Horizon wants to know if there's any news on Killer Instinct. I'm afraid not. I don't have I don't have a shred of info about Killer Instinct, and honestly, the info that I put out there about Bandai Namco possibly collaborating on it that was super unsubstantiated. And since then, I haven't got a shred of information about that, so that might not have even been true. Um, that was like the the vaguest possible of rumors, which is what I how I described it basically. But I'm so fucking good at Overwatch, man. I'm so so lethal Overwatch. But yeah, I've got no information about Overwatch. But I mean, Killer Instinct. But I desperately, desperately want them to do it because that that IP has so much potential, and like to be sort of a story-driven fighting game because it has a lot of cool, interesting lore, like with Ultra Tech and shit like that. But yeah. They need a team who can do it. And there's just not a huge amount of people who make fighting games anymore. That is true. That's why it's important for Xbox to get another round. I think, at least from Warner Brothers. Uh, Dead Planet says... did you guys? Mortal Kombat, though. Well, yeah, Mortal Kombat as well. Then you can do Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'm going to play... I'm going to play Mortal Kombat. I think I'm going to install that shit right now. Dead Planet says, did you guys discuss Square Enix's Sony thoughts? I mean, we talked a little bit about it. I mentioned that Jeff, uh, that was the big rumor Greg Miller heard and Jeff Grubb had heard, but, you know, Grubb said there's really, you know, no way to know if it's true or if it's just, but that also was at the time everybody was like, from software is getting bought and it's like, where are all these rumors come from? Like, I just doubt that anybody would have any significant bearings on an acquisition between those companies uh, that far out. Right, like I, I just think the they're... reason lots of people comment on it is just because it makes so much fucking sense. It does, it does. But like I don't know, Jeff Greg Miller doesn't seem the ty- type of person to make stuff up, and Grub doesn't either. And I just you know people talk about it, but then you know rumors can snowball. Like 
last year we were actually grubbed those mics stuff up. No, he doesn't. He does. He says Zelda's a good game. Well, okay. Well, any of Grubbs takes about <laughs> Nintendo are made up. Yeah, that's true. So, that's, that's... Oh, man, I just triggered so many damn people by saying that. Yeah. Including uh, Jeff. I love I love you, Jeff. He's, Z- he's... Zelda's, Zelda's fine. It's fine. It's mm. okay. Zelda Breath of the Wild is, is not overrated at all. What what about what about what about what about what about Miles? Miles and his love for Nintendo, you know, like. Well, a lot of Miles' love for Nintendo stems from Pokemon, which I get because Pokemon is damn cool. Or at least the idea of Pokemon is cool. The last few Pokemon games have been trash, you know. And I say this as someone who put a good two hundred and fifty hours into Sword and Shield. You know, I played the the ladders and I tr- I played like fucking pvp you know everyone opening with Mimikyu and all that shit i love pokemon and mm-hmm. so does miles but nintendo in general is just so over- overrated sips whiskey they're just overrated as a company and the the shit nintendo gets away with that playstation and, and xbox couldn't get away with is laughable how the hell? I just got play of the game while being completely wasted. <laughs> I'm going to share that on Twitter. Actually, I'm not going to share that on Twitter because it's a terrible play of the game. <laughs> it's just, I got play of the game because the rest of my team was shit. That's why. And, um, what were we even talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I but don't know. we're way over the three hour mark. And Dude, let's let's go to four hours. No, because I'm starting to get hungry and tired. You know how draining it can be on Bullocks. the energy to do a podcast just, for this long. You just, you just fucking woke up. <laughs> no, I didn't. What the fuck are you talking about? Yo, tired <laughs> bollocks. You just woke up, mate. Well, you know, with with all your swearing, you're gonna have to give me more of your uh, manscape cut this month. You know, to make up for the demonetization. <laughs> <laughs> do you really get demonetized just for like swearing and shit? Uh, I haven't in a while, but you never know with YouTube. You haven't known. Right. So, never know. I think, you know what? I think I'm going to save yourself here. And uh, <laughs> people are saying, let him go, let him go. I'm, I'm trying to help Jez here. I'm trying. I don't want Jez to. Why? You know, nah, I don't need help. Let's do a four hour podcast. Yeah, but I don't also Let's think do you're not supposed to be drunk on YouTube, by the way. So. For real? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm dead serious, bro. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. You're not supposed to be like that on Twitch either. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I don't think so. That's so weird. Why? Uh like, do we just set it to like adults only and shit? Like, we already set the show adults, to adults only, only right? I mean, I, I mean, like, like when you when you upload a video to YouTube, it's like they they ask you, "Is this content made for kids?" And it's like, "No, it's not fucking made for kids." So, Jesus, James Rig wants to know, drunk jazz. Tell us what you love about Rand. That's okay. It's, it's quite. <laughs> I love the way Rand pretends that he's not an insider. And I love the way Rand pretends that his predictions aren't actually inside information. That's what I love about Rand. Mm. And also, I really like 
just Rand in general as a concept. As a concept, I'm just a concept a con- now. I, <laughs> I approve of Rand as a concept. You know, mm. and you've got a nice accent. Yeah. A lot of American accents are kind of like. Eh. I mean, it's Chicago accent. You know, it's, like, it's, the, it's the right. It's the right American accent. Yeah. yeah. You know, in Home Home Alone. Yes, I've seen Home Alone. That was my first exposure to Chicago. Because when they're driving in the lorry, uh-huh. they're going to Chicago in that. And they're giving her a lift so she can get home to Kevin. And they're on the way to Chicago. That's the first time I heard about Chicago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, maybe we should. You know, I, I'm reminded. Of the, I'm reminded of my high school and early college years when, because I didn't drink and all my friends did, these would be the conversations we would have, and I just be sitting there, the one not drunk, oh, listening man. to I... my friends ramble on about something. Man, I was the same way. I never used to drink in my teens, and like all my friends were drinking, and I'd be like, nah, I, I don't want to drink. So I remember what my parents were like when they were drunk. So I didn't want to drink when I was a teen. So I remember, I, I feel your pain. I feel your pain, Rand. Have you mm. just never drank, ever? No, I mean, I've drank before. I just, you know, didn't really care for it. I rarely drink. Uh, I don't, I, today is a special occasion. And by special occasion, I mean someone mentioned the fact that I had alcohol. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I had all this whiskey and I haven't drank it. Seven Oaks, original bourbon... Kentucky imported. Forty <laughs> percent. You even got someone game vet who's never commented before, but the train is off the rails and he had to say something. You even got people <laughs> who, who never who who lurk and who haven't said anything. What are people yeah. on? Uh, what are people on uh, the the podcast app going to think of this episode? Huh? I mean, because you've been literally just talking bull for like twenty five minutes now. You know, I've uh, lost control of the show, even though I can end the show at any point in time I wanted to. You know, I'm fully in charge. Ah, oh, Rand, Rand's in charge, but baby. you know, I'm just. I'm I just, just, I just like talking about games. I like talking to you, friend. Yeah, and I like talking to chat. Like everyone who supports the show is amazing, and you know, we talked, we got through a lot of topics today, and um, yeah, maybe next week we'll have a sober, a nice sober podcast. People, people want more. People want more project names from you. I don't have any at the minute. Yeah, you do. do I, I know you do, but this is why you need oh, to the, keep a the, the 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 Blizzard survival game is codenamed no, Odyssey. No, oh god, you're not supposed to. <laughs> you weren't supposed to. So you're gonna get, you're gonna get in trouble now. Oh well. What what about oh, well. what about the other? other blizzard games that you know of and their project names i think that's the only one i know about well there was the mobile games but that's come out now the the mobile game the one that's like clash royale that's already come out Mm. and the pokemon game's been cancelled warcraft pokemon you know it's funny I, I, i can hear you fill up the drink and clack click clank on your uh you're, you're, uh, whatever, like every single time. Well, I've drank like a good 
half a liter of whiskey. This show, Jesus. Yeah, my liver's getting a workout, baby. Wow. But you know, you know what? I'm just gonna say <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here. <laughs> it was a wonderful show. I'm getting tired. Jez wants to continue going on, but I need to end the show Do it for four hour show, man. I need four to end the show, show to protect Jez so he doesn't say anything he's not supposed to say. So I ain't got anything left. I'm pretty much well that you remember. Things. You're 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 not in your right state of mind right now. So thank you guys for being here. Hit the like <laughs> button on the way out. Uh we'll be back next week, Friday, presumably, for another show. And uh yeah, uh, thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. Keep it gaming, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Keep it gaming.